don't have any drugs or anything illegal on you that I should know about? No, sir, I don't. Okay, you don't have any drugs or illegal firearms or anything in the vehicle? All right, would you mind if I take a look? I uh, guess I would. If I, if I can, I can just have you sit on the curb right over there. You don't get to search me, buddy. Why is that? Because you have no reason to search me. Well, there was a guy actually who fit your description, dressed in a clown costume, that okay. was planting drugs on people out here in Rockwall. You know, when I see someone like yourself dressed in the same costume, you know, I figure, I don't know if it's some type of uh, organized gang that's going around doing it, but when you're wearing the same costume, you know, it's, it's pretty suspicious. Right. And, it, you know, if, if, if there's nothing to hide, I don't see why would, there would be a problem with me just checking it out. And that way, you know, me, the public, everyone has peace of mind. Yeah, damn right. You tell them. He definitely didn't like that one. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name's Zerkadowski here of the best politicalshow.com as of course we are going to be going live for the next two hours with some really interesting guests here talking about a whole wide range of issues that are uh, just a, a bit controversial as of course we're going to be getting into the Nephilim, the interdimensional species and also into all just the latest developments politically here inside of the United States as uh the Biden administration looks like it is in trouble, to say the least. We're going to be talking about that, plus a lot more for the next two hours. So make sure that you guys share this broadcast with your friends and family members, because this is definitely not going to be a forgettable podcast. You could also participate and be a part of the conversation by going to mysuperchat.com. It's our website where there's only a 3% service charge for super chats that actually show up on the screen. Any rumble rants, any super chats will of course be read and you will also get the ability to call into the show if you are a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. As, of course, when we transition over to Rumble, we take callers from members. Members get an access link to Telegram. That Telegram channel is where we all talk to each other during the show. And then at the end, we, of course, will be taking random callers where you guys get to ask us whatever you want. Show us whatever you want. It's Rumble. We could do whatever we want on YouTube. We have a little bit more of, uh, let's just say, uh, technocratic digital gulag restrictions that aren't always as fun to deal with. And hopefully our guests today don't get us in too much hot water. Those guests are, of course, Top Lobster and Raven. Top Lobster and Raven, for the people who, who don't know you, how would you guys introduce yourselves? Who are you? Go ahead. You know what? Uh, yeah, so I'm Top Lobster. I guess uh, I'm a graphic designer by trade. I am uh, one-fifth of the co-host of Tower Gang podcast. Yo. Yeah, that's Tower Gang. Shout out. What's up? And uh, we're, we're just, we're going to have a lot of decorum today. We're not going to get you in trouble. We're going to have a good show. I'm going to let Raven introduce himself, but I already kind of did. And I want to talk about this video that you just played because I feel like you're already setting us up to go crazy. You, you, you played this video. I don't even think he knows what he's he touching on He doesn't even there. know. He doesn't know and what he's touching on there. David peeked at me and I was like, oh. We did. We made eye contact. Yeah, we like, here we go. Uh, I'm David Lee Corbo, a.k.a. The Raven, host of the Raven's Watch podcast and uh, one half of the uh, NDS. NDS. We'll call it NDS for now. Yeah. You guys can learn the name of the show in the Rumble section. If you hang out, yeah, if you hang out for an hour, we'll tell you what we're really called. Yeah, but the shows are all conspiratorial, all paranormal, all occultism, uh, supernatural, 
hidden history, things of that nature. So no, this, this is going to be a great conversation because there's a lot of things that are kind of deep down the rabbit hole, kind of in the weeds that we're going to be extrapolating as much as we can. And Clint, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, I, I heard he's top lobster. I heard you're bottom lobster. Is that is that true? No, actually, I'm, I'm king of the Nephilim. He's uh, descendant of the Nephilim. We, yeah. have, we have suspicions that he actually might be a Nephilim. Take the hat off, Clint, yeah. because his head's he's kind of enlarged. And he's got peculiar scars on the outside of his hands See? where his sixth yeah. finger used to be. He may or may not be a Nephilim, but we still like him. We love Clint. That's why I, I keep letting him come on my show, Tower Gang. You oh, it's your show now. I took it One over. can't handle or you know control the circumstances of their birth, and so <clears throat> uh, under that, it's not his fault. That so he was you have a you have a Martin Luther King outlook when exactly. it comes no, to the we're here. We're it's here the to preach of your character. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm. We're here to preach. So our our show NDS, we do dabble in all this stuff, but in the end, we kind of look at it through a Christian lens. So we are preaching the message of Christ. There is there's still hope for you, Clint. That is. <laughs> Even though you were born, redemption as, as Trump is within say, reach. He was born I, messed if, up. If I was born Nephilim, I, how could there be hope for me? There is. There's we'll hope for everybody. The power of Christ, sir. Good sir, through the power of Christ. But Luke, so you played this video, and uh, it's it's like a guy, and he's talking to a cop, and the cop's like, "You're dressed as a clown," and uh, it's suspicious. So right away, I look at David, and I'm like, oh, "We're going jumping right into it." So in in the second hour, we'll tell you what it's called. It's Nephilim stuff. But um, we've actually spoken to this guy Paul from You Conspiracy, and in his biblical research, he's uh, he has a theory that the Nephilim uh, were actually. Like a modern day, well, the, or the clown is the, the modern clown. day visage of the Nephilim. So it's a little bit distorted um, and cartoonized, but through a bunch of like various details through the research, extensive research, Paul of Understanding Conspiracy, extensive research. He's laid out a very compelling uh, body of evidence that suggests that the modern day clown is actually an homage to the Nephilim. And uh, so you should definitely go yeah. check out his work there because it's great. I, but I, I love it. We're, we're connecting the dots already. already. Uh, awesome, awesome job. Uh, Steph, Steph, excuse me. For, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You, you're, you're doing a button push in there. Uh, let's get off that phone. I don't know, Steph, what you're doing on there, but you got to introduce yourself too. Yeah, well, let me get a mic. <laughs> mic check. Hi, I'm Steph. We are Change. We, what are you doing behind that phone that, that, that we don't get the accurate button push in she's here? She's Googling huh? the, the Nephilim look like clowns. Yeah, she's like, these, these guys are full of it. They definitely <laughs> didn't look like clowns. All right, all right, let's get into it. As Of course, there's a little bit of a normal kind of uh, political news that I think would be worth uh, talking about that I think is uh, a little bit interesting before going into the kind of Tucker Carlson, Nephilim, deeper down the rabbit hole spiritual stuff. I want to talk about a little bit of the superficial stuff as, of course, we have this article here from the Daily Mail that is describing how Joe Biden is ending the year with the worst approval numbers of any modern day president. Quote, he enters the election year with lower popularity than Jimmy Carter and faces an enormous mountain to climb. If he's climbing downwards from that mountain, he probably will fall. If he's going upwards, he will probably fall too. <laughs> and uh, th th this man, I, I think, politically is done. I, I do not see a way where he could still win re-election. Who knows? The the system's crazy. The system's outrageous. They set up and manipulate so many different things on the world stage. But his kind of old age and, and even fellow Democrats kind of attacking him is kind of setting the stage for what really looks like a very tumultuous 2024 or even a scenario where elections might not even happen. This is something that I talked about way before kind of anyone else did, before Roseanne Barr, before Colonel McGregor. I came out and I was like, hey, all the writings are here on the wall. It kind of does look like we're going into an election cycle with no election. 
What do you guys think? What's your perspective on Biden? Will they replace him? Will there be an election? What do you guys think? You know, when I see this happening, I can't help. But if you feel can like, bring up the microphone a little bit closer to you, yeah. I can't help but feel like this is, um, you, you know, you alluded to these things happening on the world stage, all these different strings being pulled. And when I look at Biden and, and the state of the country and the state of his presidency, it feels like you couldn't ask for a more monumental layup for Donald Trump to come in and, and really just be received uh, with arms wide open when it comes to, like I said, the conditions of how things are now the way that he's being, you know, persecuted unfairly in so many different ways. Uh, and I just think that, the, in my opinion, the guy that is in the skin suit that is Joe Biden, these are purposeful fumbles. I look at this, I don't really believe, uh, and I know this is a political show, but I don't believe in my heart of hearts that things that happen on the highest level on the world stage are anything short of orchestrated. And so even when it comes to the monumental fall of, uh, of Joe Biden, I look at that and I go, this is um, beautiful theater. Well, I think I do think that he is completely crumbling as a human being, but I, I also do think that it's set in front of our eyes that way. Like, if you wanted to replicate the riots of 2020, you do what you're doing now. You have somebody that's like the most unpopular president uh, among both parties, completely crumbling, uh, probably pooping himself in office in front of the Pope and falling up and down stairs and yada yada. It's it's hilarious. If I didn't have to live through it, it's it's great comedy. But unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, I'm raising kids to it. Um, and, and then on top of that, like what you guys have been hammering the last two days, you say, uh, well, guess what? Trump can't run. We're going to take him off the, the ballot in uh, Colorado. And then who knows how this will snowball. I know that they're looking into this in California, which they'll probably do. And if he loses his court case with Colorado, that's like an open door for other states that don't like him to just completely shut that door. So now you've set the stage for Americans who are angry for years, which is why I mean, look, I'm looking at Clint right now. He's looking at me. The only reason he does his show is because he's furious. He yep. would he would have been doing he would have just been making money and being bowler skank in California <laughs> still if you did not disturb his sleep. But you've woken him up, and you woke the sleeping nephilim, <laughs> sleeping nephilim giant. That's yeah, how it goes. And, and that's kind of like what's happening. It's it feels like we're being set up for more like disruption. And obviously, I don't want to be like you know Tim a civil war, you know. But like, hey, but how could you not? Right. They're, they're rolling out propaganda piece after propaganda yeah. piece alluding to this. I like this to, up. I like we like to joke like uh, every like drink every time he says civil war. But it's like, oh, man, it's like <laughs> now it's starting to die. Yeah, like he's not wrong. Disease. A lot of people say he's hyperbolic. I don't I don't think he, he is because he's he's reading the room. He's saying, hey, everything that is adding to a, a division in our social political discourse is being added to this larger freaking uh, recipe of, of disaster. Um and, and there's no other way to kind of look at it and see it other than organized, planned chaos for the people of America. And I, and I think that's the larger play here. So much chaos, so much disorganization that people beg the government to come in and take more power away from them, intervene, and of course, become more of a central authoritarian figure in their life. I, I think that's always been the plan, plan. There's always many different factors to how they carry out this plan. What do you think the larger play is here? Because people are saying uh, a war, economic crash, another disease that they're going to release on the world. I, I think personally, myself, if we're looking at the scenarios here, I, I think the financial numbers don't kind of add up for a crash because uh, then everyone's going to be blaming Bidenomics and the Build Back Better policy. As far as the kind of sickness thing, I, I think they're saving that one for if Donald Trump actually does get elected, because then when he does, they'll just release it and then uh, Donald Trump will do what he did kind of last time since he hasn't really talked about making any mistakes the first time around and hasn't really uh, held himself accountable. I really do think
think foreign policy is going to be more uh, of something to really keep an eye out for as the situation in the Middle East is very troublesome. The tr situation in Ukraine is also extremely uh, troublesome, especially when it comes to even the latest report coming in right now of uh, essentially Ukrainian refugees being called back from the ages of 18, no, excuse me, from the ages of 25 to 60 saying, uh, yeah, we need you guys here for military service. We don't care where you are. Come back to Ukraine right now. Volodymyr Zelensky needs his paycheck and the military industrial complex wants their sacrifice to Molech. Uh, <laughs> and then that's not exactly what they said here. That's a little bit of an extrapolation here, but that's just some of my thinking when it comes to understanding the larger chaos ahead of us, foreign policy be, being the biggest issue in my own uh, perspective. What do you guys well, think? Where do you guys see the, Luke, the bigger problems ahead of us? Don't sell yourself short here because I I know like conspiracy, because I could, I could tell, I could see the, the tinfoil hat just gleaming off your head conspiracy theories have we have to paint around the edges to people who don't quite understand like what we know intimately or at least what we think we know intimately and uh you're saying uh that to sacrifice to moloch and that a lot of people will laugh that off but then there's hillary clinton emails saying like we're looking for the the uh tomb of gilgamesh and the bodies of the buried nephilim and you're like okay what's that mean i mean unless it's more i don't know pizza related stuff what does that mean mm. so if I, if I threw that to Clint, how would you describe that? Because that's I'd just, be very interested in knowing that. I have no idea. Tell me what it means. I mean, why well, why would Hillary be saying that? It's bizarre. So so if I had to give my take on that, what I would say is that we have a smokescreen when it comes to the world events, right? So take uh, the war in Iraq or just in the Middle East in general. It's like, well, uh, this was really about oil and right? poppy fields and, and poppy yeah. fields. Like it's a resource driven thing. We want to control these resources, and you go, okay, well maybe. And you go a little bit further, and it's like, well, actually, it's about setting up a permanent military presence in all these various places in the world, right? That it's like, too. well, maybe, yeah, that too, right? But then you have Hillary Clinton looking for uh, the body of Gilgamesh, the bodies of the buried Nephilim. Uh, she's got emails from her to John Podesta saying something about sacrificing a chicken to Moloch. And so what I believe, and you pile these things in which a much with a much larger body of evidence it's not just that happening in a vacuum that makes me think this but this is about something much more ancient that the things that are important to the people who are pulling the strings on the world stage are not very much financial as much as they are ancient and and biblical in nature yeah. And that's also something that we are not taught about in schools. That's something these are things that like you think that we should know about. If if the big percentage of the population of this like 1% are looking into things that no one else has any idea about, that's what's begging the question. That's like people are always asking like why are they doing this? Why what is their incentive? What is the agenda? Well, if no one really knows then it makes it, that's why we're all like kind of piecing together these puzzle pieces, wonder what is the Nephilim? What's Gilgamesh? I have to read about this story from ancient times? Mm -hmm. No one told me about well, this. The yeah, thing is, and I bring this point up a, a lot of the times, especially when I'm on uh, Timcast, because sometimes the guests are like, they're doing this for money. All they want is money. I wish and they And I'm were. like, that's <laughs> just, that's superficial level stuff here as there's a deeper spiritual energetic component to yeah. a lot of this that I think they're essentially channeling what a lot of very horrible uh, world leaders throughout recorded human history have been channeling themselves, and that is the utter conquest and enslavement of all of humanity. And when you start to kind of look at it from that kind of larger spiritual, energetic, uh, demonic possession kind of perspective, it does line up, and it does give you a better explanation than just greed 
and uh, the, the the kind of weaknesses in humankind. So I, I, that, that's just kind of my perspective. We're, we're already going into the spiritual stuff. Yeah. We're so, we, I want to be down. on the superficial sorry, stuff. Sorry, sorry. We're, we're sorry, running. Hold, hold, hold okay. your horses there. Hold I'll your horses you, there. I'll give you, here's the superficial take on that. Um, so if you wanted to... Uh, if you wanted to have Bill Gates' agenda, which he's been doing like in India and then, you know, they've been doing through, throughout 2020. I'm looking at the paper here. Um, a civil war is a great way to do that if you're trying to maybe call a, call a population, which is which is that they are outspoken about that. That's That was conspiracy a couple of years ago. And now it's like pretty much like, yeah, right. no, we know. <laughs> they lead with depopulation. Right? Yeah, they tell you. They, they live stream it. It's, it's insane. And so you can't just have one angle at that that's a massive undertaking depopulation right and so you would you would have to uh you know deploy several different angles to achieve that goal and this is just one of them look at the numbers of the the american civil war and like how like what the population was versus how many people lost and it's staggering like you were just talking about ukraine i think their average the average age for the ukrainian soldier is like uh 40 or something like that the last time i read which is crazy that's that means there's an entire population of young men lost. Mm. What happens the, to that country? The Amer- they're going to import uh, immigrants, and they're going to, as, as Zelensky said, just implement uh, the Build Back Better uh, Great Reset policy. Uh, Goldman Sachs and uh, BlackRock and State Street already have contracts inside of that country, and he has pledged, hey, uh, Ukraine's going to be open for the world. Come on in, globalists. Come on in. New populations of, of the world from Africa and the Middle East, they're going to replace the local populations there, which sounds familiar. Yeah, which they, is they've done their a plan master, that they do everywhere. They've done a masterful job, too, of uh, paint, like creating this culture where, uh, you know, we can't, you can't be racist. You can't be a bigot. You can't say this is why when I don't know what what he's told you about Tower Gang, but we touch all these lines. We touch on that taboo stuff on purpose because it's a direct refutation refutation of what the culture is telling people to do so like if they're saying diversity is our strength but in order to get diversity we have to we have to get rid of like the the you know the working age man the one that's going to be in his prime to create a new generation to be fathers for the for whether it be ukrainian or you know white hispanic whatever it may be that's that's quite disturbing and we have to battle that any way we can. Yeah, we have a super chat here from the redheaded libertarian saying the Tower Gang is the most offensive podcast. That's, what um, I heard. That, that, that's a definitely a compliment now in our modern day internet uh, age. Clint, you had something to say. Well, no, Tim Pool <coughs> Tim Pool said that Tower Gang is the most offensive he podcast. Didn't, he didn't really. We we like. I mean, <laughs> we, we we may have gamed it. We may have taken it out of context. But regardless, he did say those words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, well, going all the way back, because I haven't talked about the, any of these topics yet, uh, I think that Joe Biden's uh, approval ratings being at record lows for any president entering the end of his third year, uh, it's not surprising. Every time I see those polls, I'm stunned that they're not lower. <laughs> I don't understand how anybody looks at that dude and says, great job, killing it, Joe. You're just, you're, you're right on point. Uh, it's mind-blowing to me that he still has, you know, 30% of America that says, this, this is my guy. This well, is my guy. It's a spiritual, again, I, don't, I, I feel like we keep jumping the gum. It's a spiritual thing because you, you talk to people that you know your whole life, right? And pe- family members. And I'll be like, look at this guy. He just fell down the stairs. He's like, they're saying, you take your seat. Like, no clue what's going on. Weekend at Bernie stuff. And they'll still be like, he's still better than Trump. And I'm just like, you know, I don't really like Trump. But there's really not a comparison here, guys. It's It could be one of those things, too, where it's like, what percentage of the population, if 30% are still saying, that's my guy, what percentage of that 30% are having a different angle? Like every time he sniffs a kid, what percentage of those people are going, 
that's my guy, right? That's actually more than that's my guy, right there. Like that's a whole different subsect of that. So who knows what you know? Various things are at play here, but well, they don't have much to to kind of go on. And if you look at this Daily Mail article, they talk about how quote there is growing confidence that the economy is improving. Uh, For who? Uh, BlackRock, State Street. Everyone else is uh, just financially bamboozled, financially screwed over, especially with the open immigration policies that lower the cost of of labor, that increase the the cost of housing and make life difficult for a lot of people, including the poorest people whose resources are being stripped away and given to the new kind of Democratic voting base out there. So you could see Biden just trying to to figure this out any way he can. And uh, I I think this latest uh, bill that he's trying to push through and his latest announcement that he said that he's going to be pardoning Americans who have used marijuana is a larger play on just trying to win back the American people. But there's a lot of nuance here that needs to be understood here as, of course, uh, when it comes to pardoning Americans who used marijuana, there's not a lot of Americans in jail for marijuana federally. And federally, if you look at the larger kind of ramifications of what's going on here, this is going to be affecting not a lot of individuals. Some people say about a dozen people might be affected by this larger pardon. Now, I I do believe decriminalization is a step in the right direction, but I also do believe that there's a sinister social agenda to try to get people off of nicotine and onto marijuana that essentially makes them... um, Good soy boys. Mm. That, that's that's just the way that Ooh. I would personally describe it. Very is that shots fired against no, some, some of the people here? I think no. that's valid, man. No. I Listen, think that's entirely valid. Yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm not a. I'm not like a pro, a pro or against. But that is actually a very good point. Um, so on on our show, we had on a licensed psychotherapist, and he's at 35 years in the field. This guy named Jerry Marzinski, and he he spoke with us about uh, the prevalence of um, schizophrenia. The use of drugs, and I mean specifically meth, but he's, he did mention just like the use of drugs. And he surmises that schizophrenia, which means like split mind, is, is more like actually uh, so like you're, you're a receiver and you're actually hearing, you're picking up uh, voices from right. somewhere. Yeah, this so, is an outside influence. Yeah, it's an outside influence. So yeah, if you kind of wanted to continue the, the downfall of America into this insane asylum, well, as we close insane asylums and, and just put them in jail, which exacerbates the problem, then... Uh, yeah, you'd flood it with not just fentanyl, but I mean, he's like, we're at the lower level stuff. He's like, just do the weed too, right? Like whatever, right. just put everything on them, you know? Well, entirely normalizing this all, that. This all plays into the, the progressive DA agenda, which Soros has been pushing forever, that they want to have more and more really violent offenders. They they framed it in the libertarian uh, you know framework of we're going to have nonviolent drug offenders be released. But what it ended up being was a whole bunch of very, very violent people. And I think that, the timing of this is odd just simply because we're, we're awash in such a terrible homelessness crisis and, and drug addiction. It's like, all right, so now you're going to release how many people? I mean, in this case, I guess it's, it's only going to be 12, a, a 12 <laughs> yeah. but, but I mean, that you have heard stories about in California, for instance, when I was leaving, there was all of these quote unquote nonviolent drug offenders that were being released. And it turned out many of them uh, ended up you know being recidivists and, and they were not uh, nonviolent drug offenders at all. So I think that people need to be aware that even if they're they're framing it in some sort of progressive fashion, that this is about releasing nonviolent folks, oftentimes it's not so much. And even if that was, I mean, that's the most nefarious end, you know, the things that we just discussed here. But on the lower end, it's just pandering. 
Yeah. Right. It's it's, uh, it's the like, administration is dying on the vine and they're just throwing disgusting things at you to try to get to recoup some sort of face, you well, know, some sort of public. Isn't face. it like uh, Biden and Obama kind of saying, like, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman. And then all of a sudden it's like when it's popular, like, actually, here's, you know, put the well, put rainbow flags all on the keep, keep White in, House. Keep in mind, uh, Joe Biden's responsible for the war on drugs to a large extent. Yeah. Like he's he's like one of the loudest spokesmen about locking people up and, you know, jungles and all sorts of racist stuff. Too. Kamala, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Directly yeah. Involved she with was that. the D.A. in California. Yeah. This is one of, uh, one of the shirts that I specifically made. Um, we could pull this up on screen when Joe Biden was initially running with Kamala Harris was a shirt that said rich white guy and cop 2024. <laughs> and uh, that's the Democrat. The, the shirt's still available on the best political But but that's the progressive dream team. That's the that's the left woke ideology that that, that uh, essentially is being pushed forward through these individuals that put people in jail for nonviolent drug offenses more than I think any other human being on the face of this freaking world, that's ridiculous, and that hypocrisy needs to be called out. Well, don't don't feel bad, because they're going to replace uh, Biden with Gavin Newsom, which I, I want your analysis on Gavin Newsom, because when I see him, I'm not, as you guys know, I'm not in the spiritual realm stuff, biblical prophecy, but when I see Gavin Newsom, I'm like, that's not a real person. Yeah, yet. you see the darkness behind the eyes. The eyes say everything about a human being. Uh, Michael Malice has a different take. He thinks Gavin's going to be VP. And he came out recently and said they're going to bring back Hillary and it's going to be a Hillary Newsom ticket. Um, but uh, Clint just threw the question at you guys. What do you guys think? It's a God damn, it's a nightmare, dude. Yeah, I've been I've he's, been... he's going to actually be working directly under Moloch. What's that American psycho? He's got those vibes. A lot yeah, of yeah. those vibes. Yeah. American psycho vibes. I think he is like. You know, I, I don't think too but much not about in a cool him. way. Yeah, not no. in a cool way. No, not in a based <laughs> way. Um, I see him. I honestly don't see things going his way. So when Michael Malice says that he expects him to be VP, I don't see that coming. I think that we're in the middle of a much larger um, redemption arc for Trump. And I think that Ooh, when people have stuff. this ideology that that story has to be finished, I, I subscribe to that. I mean, anything can happen. I've obviously been wrong a lot, you know, if, you, if you're trying to make... The hero's journey, you know? Yes, it's the hero's journey, exactly. You've never seen a man more um, openly, obviously, wrongly Wrong. persecuted. Wronged. And... and I think what happens is if we see the tides turn for him and you see a lot of vindication in the way of his political enemies and this Russiagate and all these different things coming to light and being definitively, um, you know, debunked uh, and then some, you know, if he's got vindication in other ways that there's stuff we can't talk about right now until Rumble, but we could see a real big swing for him. So when it comes to uh, Newsom, I don't think much about him except for he is, in fact, slimy and scaly, like definitionally slimy and scaly. That man does look like he's wearing what a reptilian would think a human suit looks like. <laughs> like, that's the face he's putting on. Yeah, down to the hair. But he was, <laughs> David's flirting with the idea of, uh, maybe we could we can come back to this. Please remind us that if things if, if things do move in this way and Trump is now vindicated and and like a lot of the, a lot of the population that had TDS says, oh, wow, this guy actually wasn't so bad. As a matter of fact, I like what he did. Now he has the popularity and the and the support of like 80% of the country. That is very dangerous. Mm. Very dangerous. Just, I mean, biblically, very dangerous. Like, Any man with that much power. Yes, but like Antichrist vibes, mm -hmm. very, hmm. very dangerous. So stick around for Rumble. Well, yes. see, I, I don't think that there's any chance that he's actually vindicated. Like you were saying, what if he's, uh, you know, proven that, or it's thoroughly debunked 
It has been years ago. It, it, all this Russia collusion stuff, it's all been debunked years ago. It doesn't matter because the corporate narrative that still half this country abides by is he is a criminal of the highest order, well, racist, biggest. That's sexist, what I mean, though. If, if he's so you're con- saying the media could rehabilitate him? Yeah, they do whatever they want. They say oh, yeah. one thing today and the next thing tomorrow, and people believe it. They yeah. lap it up. So if, if they it, do, if that shifts in 2024 and they start to rehabilitate his image, I will eat my hat. That'll be amazing to watch. But very dangerous. Think yeah. about how dangerous. Oh, whatever. How dangerous it is to eat a hat. I was like, dude, be careful. Don't promise us <laughs> that, bro. Don't eat that. Hat. You can't digest that. Thing. But Luke, Luke knows. Whenever we have bipartisan support in uh, in government, it's always something completely awful. So yeah. that is something I'm watching closely because he's he's being painted. In, in almost like a, it, he's being painted in a corner in the most comical way mm-hmm. where he's the only front runner, in my opinion, for for presidency out of both parties. And and what they're doing to him now is just like, I'm like, guys, you know, every, everybody knows that this is not going to work out. I mean, taking him off fashion. the ballot is uh, monumental. Right. As far as historical events go, this is like something that's going to go down. Last time it happened was Abraham Lincoln before the Civil War. So, yeah. I mean, you have a couple of series of events like that that pile up. We don't know because we would have never guessed that he was going to be pulled off the ballot, say, two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're, we're in a time right now where things are changing and moving so rapidly that your guess is as good as mine. What's going to come down the pipe? And all we need is a couple of more events like that that are overt, uh, wrongful persecutions. And we could see something very different change about his public uh, persona, especially if the people who have been propping up the media and pulling the strings behind the scenes... If something happens on that side where they're exposed in the largest way and the way the media tends to flip-flop, they're, they're almost a parasite, right? They're just trying to stay alive. So they'll go wherever the story leads, wherever the money is. So if yeah. the money shifts and it goes that way... I just don't see how the money shifts, though, because their, their entire power structure is predicated on suppressing not just Trump, but most, most importantly, his populist supporter base. And if they, if they actually give that dude power and he has, and he has you know, carte blanche to do what he wants... I think that it could be havoc for them. You know, like, for instance, they were talking about releasing the uh, Epstein Associates right. uh, a couple days ago. But you know what? I the don't tru- think that's going to You know what the truth is, though? It's it's people that actually worked for him. It's right. Epstein. It's like associates in that way. It's not the client list. Correct. You'll yeah. see a bullshit and, like, version of the. Yeah. yeah. And like, what do we care about? We care about the client list. Exactly. Uh, you know, the people that were working with them. Sure, that's important, too. But we want to know what politicians had compromise on them. So we could actually evaluate, okay, who is owned and why are they functioning this way? That's the stuff that we'll never get. I don't well, even know how I got in this The way area, that I but. see this this could shift is um, with the success of things like Rumble, with the success of things like X, uh, it may paint the legacy media in such a corner that they will attempt to maybe tell the truth in order to recoup. And we could see something like that where the pressure is mounting because of the success of these other platforms yeah. and sort of the dying uh, you know, uh, gasps. Of, of an industry that's collapsing in on itself, they might have kind of a Hail Mary. And so who knows? Maybe on the way out, CNN will be like, it was Bill Clinton. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they, they fall off the cliff. That, we could see something like that. Well, you see like I doubt it, places, <laughs> places like Netflix are already doing this in like the comedy realm. They, they tried their Hannah Gatsby stuff and they're like, this is garbage. People really don't like it. And we tried to really sell it to you. So now they're like, all right, well, let's get a guy like a, like a Matt Rife on here or something like that. And... It, like Sam Tripoli will say over and over again, it's safe, dangerous, mm. but it's just dangerous enough where people will be like, yeah, this is the real stuff. But it's like, it's, it's not 
we're giving you just the taste of it so that like that's about as far as you can go you know what i mean like a controlled opposition so i remember thing. when the hannah gadsby special came out right in the teeth of uh, lockdowns and i was like they're trying to push me over the edge yeah they're like, radicalizing like, <laughs> well doesn't it feel like they're doing that again they're pushing everybody every over the day, edge in a different every way. day for three years straight they I'm have been you, pushing people so so um not to get too inside baseball but Top and I have been experiencing a lot of rapid success. I think it's because people are exhausted with the narrative and they're looking for alternative sources. And they've always been looking for alternative sources, but our timing and the nature of the climate right now is what's lending itself to that success. I think even just the attention of the people could change this, you know, where everybody just shucks off this. You said there's 30%, right? Whatever 15% of them, they just like when dudes smell kids. There's another 15% that might be savable. And, and that's a monumental tide that turns. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's only a 15% approval of, of uh, child sniffers that still love them. You know, and then the rest is all on the other side. And that, that's the kind of thing, a cultural shift. And I think we're in the middle of that. I, I agree with that we're in the middle of a cultural shift. Top and I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Is that like the, the canceled are now the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even you just saw that, that spaces a couple weeks ago that had Andrew Tate and AJ and all these other characters that had been, you know, blacklisted Insane. essentially. And now they're all in one space together having a conversation about what like the spiritual war, the things that we're going to talk about in the second hour. It's like it's just mind-blowing the shift that's happened and how rapidly it's happened and the corporate narrative once again is well, Elon is allowing some sort of radical faction to, you know, the bands back together. But from our vantage point it's just like these are like the moderates. <laughs> these, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. These are the moderates that, that we we kind of laugh about. Uh, you know, so the fact that they're back, though, is very healthy. I think that that the you've seen already that AJ, for instance, the impact that his work is having. I, I see it on X every day. It's like more clips of him are circulating and everything else. It's like, all right, well, then the Overton window is really shifting and it only took one platform to do so. So yeah. I think we can win pretty rapidly. But but there's also a lot of people who don't go on Twitter, who don't read Twitter. A, a big portion. NPCs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not just NPCs, but but a lot of boomers, a lot of older yeah. people who still rely on the corporate media that still have a big, uh, significant voter base because they're the ones that actually do care, do vote, do go out there. And um, I think this is why Nikki Haley is so popular as she is right now, because they have controlled the establishment media narrative and they're pushing her, promoting her like the next savior and the next, uh, you know, girl, woman boss that that is uh, left to be adored by all the betas. And uh, this is why her poll numbers are, are pretty damn good compared to a lot of other people like Vivek and Ron DeSantis that are now um, trailing her, which is absolutely uh, bewildering because you, you, when, when you're in the weeds, you kind of see all this. Not, but when you're not in the weeds, when you're far away, you, you don't see the kind of inner workings of everything. You don't see the establishment money. You don't see BlackRock and State Street financing and bankrolling her along with all the other uh, military industrial complex giants that are banking on her becoming the next president of the United States. So uh, with that happening, I, I, I think there's going to be definitely some upheaval with Biden. There's definitely going to be some upheaval within the Republican ticket as well. There's other people. Uh, there's there's now a prophet of doom mm. that uh, the Daily Mail is reporting on saying that he's a psychic, that it's predicting that in 2024, there's going to be global cyber attacks, national disasters, and a, quote, powerful Russian-China alliance. This, is this man this crazy? He's not a prophet. He's just reading the news. He's yeah. Just- he just watched, he, he watched leave the world movie. behind. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's just Alex Jones six months ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, excuse me, a few years Netflix. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. man. I mean, honestly, though, like that that is straight from the World 
economic forum like that. Yeah. These are the things that they talk about. They actually have game plans where yeah. they, they talk about this stuff. I so. think we should, this guy is not a prophet. He's a grifter. And you know what? I support him. I support you fully. <laughs> Griff, baby. I love it. Shout out to Hotep Jesus, man. He's the best. So whoever this guy is, yeah, share his stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, man, that's, that's not a profound, uh, uh, Assessment. No prophecy yeah. at all. I literally just watched Leave the World Behind over the weekend or last weekend, and uh, these things are lined up for you back to back, and then all of a sudden you get that Civil War movie. I mean, the 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 propaganda machine, right, that is Hollywood, that is Netflix, these things are pumping that out regularly. Lots yeah. of uh, predictive programming. Steph, right. you wanted to say something? I'm just saying, let's give this guy a shot. Look at him. I want to know what he has to say. Wait, I, do you guys even know who this is? Who's the prophet of doom? Like, I don't know. Like, how can we judge someone without name. hearing them talk first? Come he's, on. He's cute. He's cute. Let him. Let him. <laughs> let him cook. Come on. Go <laughs> let him cook. He released that two-hour uh, video that the Daily Mail is is reporting on. But uh, it I, took him two hours to say that. It's uh, interesting. Why does he get a Daily Mail article and and Luke Rakowski does? Because you've been saying this stuff as well. Mm -hmm. It's just like you know they they pick this guy he'll probably play ball or whatever why this specific guy that's saying because this he's thing? called the prophet of doom and that shit sells yeah yeah that i don't, I don't want that name i don't want to be it's the prophet of, uh, that's some negative I, juju since, there since my show started to to you know blow up a little bit they i've had pr reps that reach out and they go like we can we can buy this we can buy stuff like this so i i honestly think whenever i see stories like that i'm like oh this is just purchased like, yeah it's right. like it's bought media astroturf mm -hmm. stuff yeah Exactly. It's one way of getting your, your YouTube video seen. And you see the Daily Mail doing a lot of this kind of underhanded advertisement portrayed as kind of news. And uh, a lot of the stuff is, is also very indicative when they do particular stories about like a travel vlog. Mm. And then there's like 20 ad placements of different things that they're selling within that travel vlog to everyone. So the way that we're being sold and advertised to is definitely changing in many different ways. And it wouldn't surprise me if this uh, Prophet of Doom probably paid for this Daily Mail article. But I think that the subject matter that he's talking about specifically is kind of worth contemplating since, uh, you know, the cyber attacks are something that the World Economic Forum has been drilling for with their cyber polygon war games that they did with the Israeli government, the Russian government. Natural disasters always happen. So when you when you make a prediction like that, <laughs> uh, I'm making a prediction. There's going to be a natural disaster in 2024. I don't know Flip where. this, guys. I don't know where. I don't know who, but I'm making a prediction that's going to be right. I, I can even I can go so far as to uh, assure you there will be an earthquake. There will be a volcano explosion. Yes. It's like, come on. Maybe he specifies it. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he's actually giving us the coordinates and stuff. He's saying there's going to be big floods that will engulf London. Ste and Steph has Europe. been bought off by the prophet of doom. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. How much did he pay you, Steph? No, it's just big that real, real <laughs> journalism like, means me actually having to know what we're talking about. Like, I don't know what this guy has said, and how can I judge him without actually knowing? Well, this he's got a two-hour video. This is so. my specialty. I literally I read the headline, and I'll tell you everything you need to know. Don't worry about it, guys. With Top shocking accuracy. <laughs> I yeah. think it's, it's, it's AstroTurf stuff. You're saying that he's, he said that uh, the world will be on, uh, London will be underwater, so now he's pushing also the climate change. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. I mean, I feel like that might be all we need to know about this guy. And right. uh, we can safely move on. I would be interested. How did he come across this information? Is this like a prophetic dream? Did he have a vision? I don't know. Uh, two hours is a little bit steep uh, to, to watch a guy try to... we got time for uh, that. There's a lot of ads that you could put in, t in, in a two-hour yeah, two two podcast. Hour slot? Yeah. Steph, do the button push and click. Clint can handle the 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 We're setup the setup of exactly of your aggressive here. monkey paw. <laughs> 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 we learned that in training. 
Um, I like it. She's excited. I mean, I think we're doing a good job. There's with the show. always these yeah. profits, though. Back when I lived in New Jersey, there was a guy named Harold Camping, and he had these giant billboards all around Woodbridge, New Jersey. And the idea was that he boiled the um, Bible down to a series of like numerical values, and that there was a code hidden within it. And he actually had put on these billboards all around the mall, by the way. So you would be shopping around the holiday season and just black pilled that this idea, uh, the world was going to end, and he had it down to a date, and he even put the date on the uh, billboards. And then, sure enough. You know, the date comes to pass, and I don't know what happened to Harold Camping. He was a little bit long in his tooth. He may have passed away since then, but it was real hard to find him right after the moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, to the prophet of doom, I hope that you still have something going on in 2025. I hope we all have something my, my, going hey, on hey, in 2025. Hey, hey, Steph, do the button pushing. Come on. Um, great marketing, though. Let's just yeah. be honest here. And he's, Tremendous. he's having us talking about it, which is important here. Now, yeah. a lot of people say the flooding of Russia could be related to the Poseidon tsunami weapons that the Russians have. Who knows? Uh, potentially. The, the Russian-Chinese alliance that he's talking about, it's pretty self-evident with American foreign policy pushing Russia and China closer together, uh, essentially setting up the Tacitus trap that uh, is already unfolding with many proxy wars all over the world between the West and the East. Mm-hmm. The class of civilizations is happening, oh. and uh, oh. it's all three of those things all three of those things happened this year yeah <laughs> so he's he's taking t- this year's news and he's saying next year that's gonna happen it's like okay Wait, great you're a real prophet we kind of glossed over to like you're saying there's a poseidon tsunami weapon Remember yeah, when the, weapon the, manipulations? the russians the russians have been bragging specifically vladimir Putin has been bragging that he has a weapon that could simulate uh, and carry out a tsunami and that he has these weapons targeted at uh, the united kingdom and that he could Sick. use them in order to flood all of the, the Honestly, UK. I support it because I really don't like the... But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, we got to point this out. Yeah. You got the god of the ocean, Poseidon, yeah. is his ocean weapon. And the, the, the most advanced nuclear weapons they have are called Satan. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah, it's wow. two fallen angels right it's, there for you. It's so... It's in your face and... People will. I, I know that like half of your audience would be like these. They, these guys are crazy. And like like Clint says, I, I hang out with Clint all the time. He's like, I like him, but he's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how you can think that anymore. It's right. Like directly in your face. No, the no, crazy no. people have been proven right way too much. Look at <laughs> yeah. the jar. Look at the jar. Oh. <laughs> the jar. It, it is overflowing. But the, I don't think you're crazy. It's just that the the confidence with which you talk about this stuff is like that's where I go. All right, this dude's crazy. Michael Malice has said uh, any any claim preceding the term "but" can can be disregarded. So I don't think you're crazy. But <laughs> right, there you go. He answers with the "but." All right, let's get into our main topic of discussion, and that of course is Tucker Carlson and aliens or interdimensional beings or Nephilim, whatever you might call them. As of course, there was a clip that went pretty viral. It's three minutes long. I think it, w- it, it would be worth listening to as much of it as we can since it kind of set um, me asking Tucker Carlson this question directly about what he actually meant for this. We also have that video clip as well. So uh, let's just get into it. This is Tucker Carlson a a few days ago talking about the larger spiritual components, which he said he doesn't fully understand. If you guys have anything to say during these three minutes, feel free to interrupt and we could stop the clip. The second thing that bothers me is the UFO story. And uh, you know, the more you dig into that and talk to people with knowledge, with actual knowledge of it, again, that's another story where there are some, you know, fanciful ideas floating around that are just, you know, there's no evidence that they're true. But if you talk to people who, you know, have actual knowledge of it that they gathered themselves, there are parts of that story that I do not understand at all that are really, really, really dark. It's so dark that I, you know, haven't told my wife about it. I mean, I, I haven't verified any of this, but this is not just stuff that I read on the internet. 
internet. I know you all are very, very grounded in that story. So I think I know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But there's some stuff there that's just like, man, I, I'm not even sure what that means. There's a spiritual component there that I, I don't fully understand. Um, so yes, that story bothers me. And okay, I can we pause that? Yeah. So um, one of the things that I got to say right off the bat is I don't think that Tucker is unknowledgeable about these things. He's, uh, yeah. he's playing he conservative for a number of reasons, I'm sure. You could speculate as to why that's happening. Um, well, uh, one of the reasons is his his audience is this like Fox News audience still mm -hmm. that he's drawn over. So you have to like baby feed them. So I understand. I'm a little aggravated with Tucker because like tell us what you know, give yeah. us the gravy. But yeah, I understand. Yeah, but but there's also a lot of plausible deniability, especially in the kind of interdimensional spirit world, which is left to a lot of interpretation. Mm -hmm. And I think the the kind of journalistic side of his it might be authentic because it doesn't look like he's having a scripted moment here. It doesn't look like he's t talking from lines that he's given. It looks like he's talking from the heart and just genuinely kind of trying to describe something that's out of this uh war world or out of this world's realm that yeah. we are currently uh, privy to that other entities might not be privy well, to right. but, but what, is, what is he hinting at his word I'm, I'm saying that his words are measured is yeah, yeah. he's very smart and this is what he does for a living and, and you're right he can't ostracize his his fan base no. all of a sudden like that all in one moment right if he would yeah. just pull the blanket off um but look as far as you were saying when people speak confidently you go this guy's full of shit and that's a very reasonable thing to do um, but well, only when it's when it's confidence about something that's not oh. really provable. That's the issue. Um, right. When it's not really provable. So all you could do is you can kind of collect this anecdotal evidence and you look for patterns from one experience to the next. And one of the things that uh, we certainly have a lot of is anecdotal experiences from people who are abductee victims. Right. Which is something that a few years ago you wouldn't have talked about seriously. Obviously, the window has shifted significantly where we're having these conversations regularly now on the world stage. So one of the things that is a very common thread, unfortunately, and look, there are scary aspects about it, right? You're talking about alien abductions. You're talking about cattle mutilations, uh, experimentations done on human beings, the, the unwilling uh, kidnapping, essentially, of these victims, if we're to believe what they're saying. Let's, and, let's go and, into that and, realm. And, and probings in the, you know what? That's right. That's the right, fun right, stuff. Right, right, no, right, that's the good time. Right, yeah. right Clint? <laughs> yeah, just, just like in college. It was fun. That's right. You Nephilim. Uh, so... so <laughs> One of the things that I would say is the most nefarious is this hybridization between our species and their species. And you'll come across this a lot like in a these Gavin experiences. Newsom. Like a Gavin Newsom. Wait, is that what I am? Is that a Nephilim? Is that a hybrid? Well, Possibly. Maybe, they, probably. They, all, they don't it's all probably. know what they are, but we're telling you. Well, oh, okay. so in the 90s, it started off as this um, uh, black-eyed children thing. So people would have these experiences where they were abducted, they go through regressive hypnosis. Say what you want about regressive hypnosis is a you know, potentially faulty uh, uh, exercise, but people would remember their experiences. They would see these children, they would have this feeling that these children were their own. Now in the 90s, these, these children that they would describe, they all fit the same bill. Kind of stringy hair, weird skin, they were kind of really off-putting and scary. Early 2000s, that changes. Now the people are having the same experience but the children are much more integrated. They look more human-esque. Still not all the way there. Still big black eyes, but like not super gross. But still this feeling that they're their children. And we're talking about people that are experiencing pregnancies through abductions, getting ultrasounds, having children apparently present. And then all of a sudden, one day they wake up, the baby is gone. There's no signs of them ever having been pregnant at all. This is something that you can find repeated uh, instances of. And now these instances, these uh, they're still happening, but the children look much more like us. So I would say that's a good place to start is why is there this concerted effort, if we're yeah. to believe what they're saying, 
take it at face value. Let's let's entertain it for a second. There's a hybridization program between our species and theirs, right? And so, what is the nefarious thing that's happening that he's talking about? Well, the next week we actually have La Marzuli coming on our show, which is going to be incredible because he he's he's done a, a number of documentaries from the Nephilim to uh, UFOs and aliens and stuff like this. And his latest thing is cattle mutilation, um, alien and the hybridization, the hybridization program. And he's he's pretty convinced that this is what's going on. It's very possible. The Clint, I see you looking at me like well, that. I just want to know why. Why? Why would they be doing that? Okay, but this is a this is probably for the rumble. But let's just yeah. touch it for okay. a second, right? right? This idea that a long time ago uh, there was a third of the angels that rebelled against God. They were cast out of heaven. They landed on Mount Hermon, and when they got here, they decided that our women look good and that they should mate with them, and they gave birth to you, the Nephilim. The Nephilim. <laughs> there has always been an effort to alter the genealogy of God's creation. Yeah, this has been the name of the game since the jump. And now all of a sudden, here we are faced with this extraterrestrial supernatural entity that is doing the same thing. And we're going, oh, this is different. These are aliens. And, and, hey, 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 the women do look good here. They do uh, look uh, good. Uh, uh, I'll, best, I'll leave it at that. The best women. But, but hold on, let, let's, play, let's, play, let's play a little bit more of this clip because I think it's yeah, important yeah. for the context here, Step. Thing I'll say that one of the reasons that we've had all the, these disclosures and all these what ten whistleblowers at this point, and it hasn't really become front page news. Part of it's suppression, you know, parts of the government don't want you to know about it. But part of it is the public can't deal with it. It's too far out. The implications are too um, profound, and so, and I understand that because I've heard things where I'm just like, oh man, I I don't even really want to know that uh, yeah, honestly. Deeply so. disturbing stuff. You know, forget like saucers you know I mean? and technology. It's yeah, deeply, yeah. No, deeply no, no, disturbing no. stuff. Stuff that I haven't even told Natalie. Yep. I agree with you. It's so disturbing. Exactly. I can't even tell my kids. My kids ask me different stories about it, and I, I won't say yeah, it because no, no, it's no. so dark. I have a feeling that that's so, what they're talking about, Luke. Yeah. What What do you think is 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 the dark secret? I think. Uh, I mean, this has been. This is kind of old. I forget this guy's name. Um, Spanish guy like Gonzalez, but he's he theorizes that our government has some kind of accord with. Mm whatever interdimensional aliens or demons, whatever you like to call them, where they're allowing this to happen. So it's almost like an allowed abduction for their experimentation to create and do whatever in exchange for maybe a Poseidon weapon or whatever kind of technology that's been going on. I mean, the thing, the things that we're on right now, how we're talking to these people is a modern miracle. 20 years ago, how many people are watching now? Quite a few. And 20 years ago, if you would have said, yeah, we're going to just sit in Luke's house and talk to this many people live through the air it would have been magic it would have been magic it would have been insane but we're dealing with this nephilim technology right now so that's kind of the theory that i would subscribe i, I to. think you're right though i think that there's always been it doesn't matter remove the terminology aliens and just deal with supernatural beings and you can talk demigods you can talk spirits whatever there has always been a you sacrifice to us it's a quid pro quo you sacrifice to us mm -hmm we give you an advancement of some sort. Back in the day, it was in the sense of agriculture. agriculture You've yeah. got good rains coming. Your Weaponry. crop yield is going to be super dope. Woman right? eye magic, you know. Yeah. Sac sacrifice been. your children at the top of the pyramid and exactly. you will get good weather. And so yeah. now... And now we have Al Gore saying, sacrifice your children and you'll have good weather. It's the same thing. It's just now the prize is a little bit different. It's in the shape of technology, I would assume. You know, a lot of people think that the... Roswell crash wasn't as much of a crash as it was uh, sort of, here, take this. They threw us a bone, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, but there's always been this, you give to us, we give to you. And it's always been, 
give us your people, give us your children. And I think that when it comes to this really dark aspect, uh, top really touched on it there. There's a likelihood that we're trading people for information. We're, we're trading people for technology. We're trading people for protection and advantage of some sort, but we're trading people. Could be why they're doing, uh, you know, child sacrifices, Bohemian Grove, but uh, to certain entities, uh, that's that's a probability. We got some super chats here that I wanted to read. Oh boy, one from uh, <laughs> I'm not your buddy guy saying the dark secret is Clint sniffs glue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your buddy guy. Great super chat. Thank you. Tim Crespi uh, uh, says, these aren't angels. They're ancient pr uh, primates that were mostly wiped out. It's why we can uh, interbreed with them. They're the only one with bigger brains. Um, that's a super chat by Tim Cripsy. Uh, we're going to have to go over to Rumble soon. But before we do, let's play the rest of this clip. As, of course, we have the clip of me talking to Tucker Carlson as well that I think is worth li listening to since I asked him a follow-up question to uh, this statement that he made during this video. So let's play it. So dark. I yeah. totally agree. Miles is watching. So. Okay, Miles, if you're watching the show, Daddy's yeah. not going to tell you about that part of the UFO <laughs> stuff and what's going on with the government. Well, can, in that can, can I say one thing? I, I'm, they've known clearly, I mean, this is, I think, established, and I feel comfortable saying this as fact, the U.S. government, I mean, these are real, whatever they are, they're not human, and the government has known that for a long time, possibly going back to the 1930s at least, and of course, there's tons of evidence in the written record, in the physical record, in paintings, um, and, in the, and in literature, that people have been seeing and interacting with these things for a long time, so we know that, but the justification one often hears is, well, the government the government, various presidents who have been read in, not all have been, um, haven't wanted to disclose this because it would scare people. And I've always thought that's that's bullshit. You know, you're hiding a crime, which they are, by the way, in my opinion. Right. Um, but I do think there's a sense in which that's not totally crazy. Like, there is some stuff... If it's true, and I'm kind of thinking it may be true, that's so radical that, um, yeah, well, as we both said, we you know don't want to tell the people we love most about it because, like, why would you, you know, disturb someone like that? So I kind of get that. I hate to admit it. I'm not. I'm not arguing for hiding things. I believe in the truth and I believe in disclosure. But I understand the impulse. Like, holy smokes, this is heavy. You know right. what I mean? And the government's involvement in it makes it even heavier because then well, you realize the complicity. Exactly. Of it. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the same thing. I yeah. can tell. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Excuse are. me. Uh, Should I go? No, 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 no. We, <laughs> this is what we used to talk about in commercial breaks all the time. This, this is the kind of stuff. But anyway. Yeah, uh, so at the time, I never would have believed any of that. But now I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good points uh, by Tucker Carlson. As of course, it's, it's fair to assume the government is involved here. How are they involved is the question that I think a lot of people are kind of asking themselves since there are many kind of very weird government experiments and tests that they have been doing through many decades that have been publicly disclosed that do go into the kind of woo-woo aspect of a lot of hippy-dippy stuff that usually would be seen as crazy. But the U.S. government actually tests it in order to probably weaponize it. And this is just some of the stuff. I'm talking about the men who stare at goat stuff. I'm talking about MK Ultra stuff. Um, I'm talking about uh, literal American scientists working on um, teleporting through walls. That's that's the type of stuff that the U.S. Pentagon takes their tax dollars and tries to literally figure out, as well as communicating without actually communicating. Lots of weird stuff that the U.S. government does that we know about. 
A lot of weirder stuff that we don't know about yet. What do you guys think the role of the government is here when it comes to these interdimensional demons, angels, Nephilims, UFOs, however you may call them? Well, to, to, I mean, let's start at the, at the, not the beginning, but let's start in like the 1940s, right? So the, the Nazis won World War II <laughs> and whatever they were doing in Antarctica and whatever kind of deals they're making in that, the, I mean, everyone's seen the pictures of the, the UFOs, right? And stuff like that, that they were working on, the occult practices of them. They won... They were transferred into the United States in the form of Project Paperclip, Operation Paperclip, and now they're here doing the same thing. Making NASA, nonetheless. Making NASA. Like, the first thing they did, make NASA, like, do this, do that. It's it's a bit, like, demoralizing, in a sense, because... Yeah, the Germans also had uh, uh, flying saucers, many people don't realize, and a, a lot of advanced tech that um it was also very eye-opening we're gonna have to go to rumble really quickly just do you want to finish off the last few statements that you had there and then we'll fully go off to the free speech platform where we get to kind of say and do what we want i've I've got one do you mind if i do it yeah because i was gonna say let's let's save it well let's keep this really simple right when it comes to the moment that uh tucker just had where he turned to him and he said okay we're talking about the same thing it's because he was talking about the complicity of the government in all of this. And if you plug in the context that we just talked about, where they're trading human beings for whatever advancement, call it technological, call it information, doesn't matter. Then that makes a lot of sense. That moment that Tucker has where he goes, the complicity of the government, oh, we're talking about the same thing. Think through that context, and that clip actually makes a lot yeah. of sense. The question is just how deep does he go down that rabbit hole? And I think in the second hour, we could just go a little bit deeper than what I think he's referring to. Yeah, let's 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 go there and many other places <laughs> on rumble.com forward slash we are changed. Rumble.com forward slash we are changed is the place to be as, of course, we are now officially going to be ending the YouTube portion of this broadcast as it's more imperative than ever that you guys vote with your clicks, vote with your attention. Trust me, I've been trying to save a lot of the very more spicy aspects of this conversation for Rumble. And once we are on Rumble, there's kind of a full release, a full detox, a full just... We're going to explode. ...train of consciousness that some people would even describe as conjuring itself all on rumble.com forward slash we are changed it's more important than ever that we stop participating in larger technocratic gulags and go over to safer spaces and bansions of individuals just being able to fully express themselves without any kind of restraint or censorship so i can't tell you guys enough how important it is the spicy aspect of this conversation, we're going to get into a lot of different stuff, especially with me talking to Tucker, uh, the private conversations I had with him. There's also a lot of other stuff that uh, we cannot talk about, specifically when it comes to even South Park. I watched their special last night, and uh, there was uh, a shocking thing with minors. I'll get into that, plus a lot more, all on rumble.com forward slash we are change, rumble.com forward slash we are change. Go over there right now before we do where can people find you guys top lobster and raven before we end this youtube Uh, broadcast yes go to for me top lobster um that's t-o-p-l-o-b-s-t-a i'm on twitter that's where you can find me i have a website where i do sell merch but i'm not trying to compete with luke um you can mention it it's fine (laughs) toplobster.com free market competition is where it's at that's right that's right we're we're partners in the battle together yeah except i'm doing like really the stuff's crazy um 
yeah, that's where you could find me. And uh, Tower Gang on Wednesdays, please show up. I don't care if you don't like that stuff. Show up, call us names, check it out. It's it's an it's an experience. It's yeah, it's a Tower Gang experience. You really have to be there live, 9, 11 p.m. to understand what this is. It's a cultural event. Pe- people will watch us for like an hour before they say, before they what is this? before they even have any inkling of what we're actually going for. Yeah. But then people that actually stick it out become lifelong fans. So yeah. Uh, David Lee Corbo, a.k.a. The Raven. You can find me on The Raven's Watch on YouTube, on Rumble. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at David underscore Lee underscore Corbo. I really messed that one up. Uh, It's too long. And then... uh, don't forget to go to toplobster.com, get some NDS merch. Can we say Can we say the name? I don't know. We not, we'll, yet. not, not yet. yet. Okay, all right. Okay. In, in Stick about, around, we'll figure it out. Seconds. Actually, 60 seconds. Actually, sorry, yeah, let me just say this. So on at toplobster.com, if you do buy NDS merch, we're actually partnered with uh Matt Matthew Rife, not the comedian. He's a uh, for real rife technology, the Rife machine. It's like a frequency healing machine. We're giving away it's fifty it's a fifty five hundred dollar royal rife machine. The thing is incredible. I have it in my house. And uh, you can tune it to all kinds of frequencies depending on your ailments. But uh, we're gonna, it's just a raffle. So if you buy one of our shirts, your name gets entered in a raffle at the end of January. We're giving this thing away. So shameless plug, go check that out. Very cool. Uh, at Liberty Lockpot on X, Clint Russell's the name. Liberty Lockdown, I just broke down Glenn Greenwald and Tucker Carlson's uh, discussion about free market capitalism, framing it as libertarianism. I then woke up this morning and saw that Dave Smith had done the exact same thing. So <laughs> check mine out, though. It's even better than Dave's Liberty Lockdown. Tower Gang on Wednesdays. We'll see you there. Steph? Steph, we are a change. Oh, come on, Steph. I, I don't know. Dave does a good job. I don't, I don't, I don't know if, I, if I'm going to believe that one. Well, there. you can listen to both and decide for yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, go over right now. Seriously. Um, We're just, going deep. Just a little. Just it's about to get crazy. It's about to get weird. Yeah. Well, that's that's usually what we do here anyway. Uh, but 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 seriously, it, it does mean a lot when you guys go over to free speech platforms. Supporting them now is more important than ever. Uh, I hope you guys appreciated the limited kind of hangout and uh, the, the baseline superficial aspect of this conversation. We're going deep right now all on rumble.com forward slash we are change. See you guys over there right now. Thank you so much for watching and super chatting here on this particular platform. As, of course, there's a 10-second delay, but we are going to just continue the conversation as, of course, the videos that we just played of uh, Tucker Carlson talking to a fellow journalist is something that I personally wanted to ask Tucker myself. And that's exactly what I did a few days ago at AmpFest when we shot a special episode of TimCast IRL with Charlie Kirk, with James O'Keefe, and of course, Tucker Carlson himself, who was a part of the conversation. Tucker was supposed to be a part of the conversation just for one hour. It was one hour as, as we were into the show, and I'm like, holy cow, we haven't even gotten into the spiritual stuff. I need to change this conversation to get deep down the rabbit hole before he leaves, as of course, this is something that I personally had a lot of questions about, his statements that you just saw played on this particular video, and then this is me asking him. Tucker, you made some very interesting comments recently that has been... Uh, going viral all over social media when you were specifically talking about um, UFOs and you you were specifically talking uh, about something that is hard to kind of really understand here. I was wondering, what's your kind of take on all of this? Because I I see this as a spiritual war. Do you see this as a spiritual war? Uh, What what are your kind of core belief systems when it comes to uh, addressing the larger evils of the system? Well, you know, as I so often do, I spoke incompletely. I didn't fully explain myself. Um, in the clip that you're referring to, which like eight people have sent me, uh, in outrage that I basically said there are things that I know that I won't say. 
which of course is not exactly right. I don't know. I mean, I can't prove it. And I really do try to like say things that I really believe are true and are provably so. Um, and so that's kind of my hesitance. If I had facts, I would, I would say them. It's my personal belief based on a fair amount of evidence that they're not aliens. They've always been here. Um, and, I, and I do think it's spiritual. That's, that's my view. So, and, and again, it's not provable, but based on, uh, on the evidence, I think. I'm with you. Absolutely. Well, the, the military has been working in this realm for a very long time. They have been also trying to, to, to weaponize it. There's also a lot of crazy experiments that they did with DMT, hooking people up essentially to, to DMT IVs, having people go off into the spiritual realm. So they're, 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 if, you're, if you're not paying attention, you don't understand that there's a larger kind of energetic uh, frequency and battle happening. But, but, but can I say one thing? If the U.S. government has, in fact, had contact, direct contact with these beings, whatever they are, I've already told you what I think they are, and has entered into some sort of agreement with them, which is, which is the claim of, of informed people, um, I would say, whether they're right or wrong, I can't say conclusively. But, but, yeah. but, wait, wait, wait. but if that is true, I mean, it's a very, very, very heavy thing. Yeah. Are you, well, a lot of people say... What do you guys think? Is there an official agreement between these entities and the U.S. government? Yeah, I, I, you you missed a good opportunity to say who is they, Tucker? Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, just drop the bomb on them. That that meme is overplayed, though. Oh, so. I, that was that would have been. No, perfect. we're changing it because now they is the fucking nephilim. Yeah, ne now they is the nephilim. What it's is like, what is the nephilim? How would you explain the nephilim to to normies and NPCs? Okay, out there? may I do mind? Go ahead. Okay, so uh, basically Please. the idea is uh, a long time ago, right when. Uh, the angels, Genesis, six. Genesis yeah. 6, when the angels, a third of the angels rebelled against God, um, God cast them out of heaven, they land on Mount Hermon, uh, and basically they rapidly form like a coalition to, uh, well, how do I, I put this, engage in, go it's, ahead. It's important that we, that we discuss why the angels rebelled against God. So um, God, God had plans to create people, humans, mm. and, you know, Lucifer being his, his, like, his most beautiful angel kind of was the ringleader of this rebellion. And, and logically, if you do think about what, what an angel is, and then he sees like a human being like us, and, and he's kind of like, this thing is just a meat sack. Right. It's a piece, and you're going you're gonna to actually give this thing your divine spirit over us. It'll, it's going to have free will and do things that we're not allowed to do. Because in the spiritual world, there are, uh, there are rules. It's very litigious. As I think we, we mentioned before, there are, there's rules that they can play by and rules that they must abide by. Like if... If you're if you're if you're having like a sleep paralysis uh, situation, there's been multiple times where they said I, I called the name Jesus Christ, and stop just like that because there there's rules. That they Curiously have to. enough, that works for alien abduction experiences as well. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, testimonies that so yeah thousands so, thousands of of and it, you know we we talked about this before right it's anecdotal stories piling up nobody has concrete evidence but when you have patterns that stretch across thousands of anecdotal experiences you start to have to at least recognize that they are in fact patterns when they line up with the oldest book in the world and kind of it, it, it confirms some of the things that i didn't know but now i i do believe within the last few years so uh, partial bias on my part i'll admit that but it's it's uh, jarring and it's kind of nonsensical to not pay attention to this well, stuff. Well, I feel like I feel like before the, before we also go on, I just wanted to remind people that if they are members of LukeUnfiltered.com, that you guys will get to call in in a few minutes. So oh if you are a member, uh, make sure to check the Telegram channel right now, and then you could be a part of this conversation. You could call in, you could ask us, you could show us whatever you want. Uh, be be a part of that conversation by being a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. I'm putting it in the chat right now so people could sign up and then call in. But I want. 
wanted to specifically go after the kind of DMT issue, since a lot of people do believe that that is a kind of spirit molecule that all of us have within us. It's within our pineal gland. There's a war on the pineal gland as well. Uh, There's a war between kind of connecting us to the larger kind of spirit energetic uh, entities, people who have an uncalcified pineal gland usually have a more spiritual understanding and a more spiritual connection to the outside world and the, and the, and the energetic world. How do you believe DMT plays a role in all of this since a lot of people say that this is a way to kind of break through the veil and be into with these kind of interdimensional beings and species? People also talk about little elves always being there. Jesters. We also got a rumble rant by Bob8008 saying best podcast episode to date. Thank you so much, Bob8008. Really appreciate it's old, it's that. Nephilim but but leave, leaving, leaving the larger kind of DMT spiritual question to you, and then we'll go to Clint because he had something to say too. So yeah. when it comes to the DMT world, um, I would never advocate communing with entities only because uh, there are good ones, there are negative ones. That's not a newsbreaker, right? But uh, their ability to lie to you is far beyond the average human being's yeah. ability to lie to you, especially when it comes to the shock and awe that's accompanied with these experiences. Your discernment's not really all there. That yeah, being yeah. said, I also want to add a lot of online influencers are like, take DMT. It's super cool. It's super awesome. I knew one influencer. I don't want to name them, but they were literally taking DMT every day for 30 days on YouTube live. Um, and then they had like DMT vape pens and like, hey, take the DMT. Uh, again, and, and I always say, hey, uh, w- when you're doing something like this, one, y- you have to, uh, again, know what you're doing. What are we doing? What world are we entering? We do not know. So I've, I always pause people who are big advocates of DMT, since it does seem like they're, they, they kind of become more lost the more they do it. Right. They, 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 they yeah. kind of lose themselves in this spirit molecule that sometimes they abuse. And I've seen people abuse DMT before, and it, it also seems like a form of escapism yeah. and mushrooms and, yeah, yeah. dmt uh methamphetamine which is uh, if you want to talk about the nazis that that one uh marzinski says uh the prisoners would call it the devil's drug because it's that basically just opens up that door to whatever other side there is mm-hmm. and on the yeah, other the side the nazis love meth the reason the nazis were successful as they were in world war ii the blitzkrieg was only possible through meth meth yeah. brought the third Reich. that's because they're communing physical. with fucking entities yeah. the that's physical why. capabilities yeah but the the communing with the entities like it he says well you know they did it for like a month straight and for the first couple of weeks it was like uh they'd get this schizophrenia where they would uh hear voices but then they'd subside as they come down off the high. And then eventually they never come down and you're hearing these voices constantly because now you've opened that door and you have no, you have no uh, background or no understanding of the spiritual battle that you're entering in the spiritual war. The others, um, you know, the predictive programming, we'd call it uh, freaking stranger things, right? The upside down, the they kind of show down, you, right? they show you what this is and it's, it's the Hollywood Netflix version of it. But I believe that it's very true. Like, if we're going to talk about interdimensional stuff, we're kind of like right on top of that other realm. It's layered. It's layered. And and these things could easily pass through. We can't. And we also don't understand what we're dealing with. Yeah. Now, are all of them evil? Are all of them bad? I've got some suspicions. I, I think yes. But it's a sliding I, scale, right? Not, yeah. No, no one thing is, I mean, unless we're talking about God, but like we're talking about these lower entities. They are just like people where people are... You know, you want to put us on a sliding scale. I'm 75% good, 25% bad. Well, I'm 28%. Good. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a sliding scale yeah, there. Think, think about it this way, Clint. Um, you've got just with the, within the last 20 years, uh, the kerfuffle in the Middle East and how 
Scott Horton would explain it, right? You'd have to read three Scott Horton books and you still don't know what is going on because he's saying, you know, Al Al-Mushra went over here and then spoke to this person and then they're in Yemen and then they're funding this person, that person. Now imagine a spiritual battle that's been going on since the beginning of time, not just 20 years or 50 years. This has been going on for a long time. There's a lot of sides. There's a lot of things going on. But in my opinion, the goal would be, again, like the subversion of mankind. The Bible, the Bible would just be a lineage of from Adam to Jesus. That's, a, that's what they tell you. It's like he created Adam, and then that bloodline goes all the way to Christ. He died for your sins. End of story. And then at the very end, they're like also revelations. You know, right. Check also this, check check this, this out. out. Yeah. But when it comes to the DMT realm, um, once again, to reference Paul of understanding conspiracy, the way he described it, I thought was quite elegant. He describes it as like, imagine uh, our world as an ornate rug, right? Very beautiful. All this tapestry, all this design, vivid colors. And then the DMT realm is if you lift up that rug and you see all the cross hatching underneath. It's necessary for the structure it's of the ugly, rug to though. exist, but it's ugly as shit. Now, these things, these um, fallen entities, these disembodied spirits of the Nephilim that were killed in the floods because they're, they're, their spirits still remain. They go somewhere. They go to this realm. When you go there, you commune with two main entities. Well, they've got, like, to, they've got to go somewhere. Like, I, Sorry to interrupt you, but ahead. like... When you look at when uh, when Jesus take, he took the demons out of uh man I forget I forget which scripture it is but uh out of this out of the pig uh, no well he took it out of the person and they they said we call ourselves oh. legion we're many and he and they said please put us into that pig because if you banish us we're gone we have to be inside of a host it's a par- like a parasite you know that's how I look at it that's what Marzinski says when he looks at it and then I mean even just physical parasites I see Luke you got a bunch of stuff there I'm 100 percent sure you've got some like parasite cleanse things going on there yes. you know what's up. Yeah, I think these things are intertwined and linked in some sort of way, but please continue. Right. So um, one of the things that Paul describes is the the visage of the clown uh, sort of mirroring the visage, visage of the Nephilim. And it's no coincidence that oftentimes when people do DMT, they commune with these entities that look like jesters. Mm. They're literally communing with these ancient Nephilim spirits, and they're tricksters by nature it's what they do they mislead you so you said before you know somebody who's been doing it for 30 days on youtube and things of that nature and that oftentimes people will do these uh you know experiments with dmt and they will become more lost they're being misled by entities dmt is a very unique substance where if you have your suspicions and i wouldn't recommend doing it um but if you had your suspicions about the existence of the spiritual realm you need only do DMT a few times to realize that you will reliably communicate with intelligent entities each time. How you compartmentalize that? How you compartmentalize Clint. that? I'm not too sure. I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Clint's, that's fair. Clint's the unbelievable. We came here with the plan to beat you up, Clint. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want to leave this with no, Clint. No, Clint might like that. I've never, <laughs> I've never been a non-believer. I just, I just haven't, I haven't done DMT. The closest to a spiritual... Uh, event in my life has been the handful of times I've done mushrooms, uh, LSD a couple times, but mushrooms in particular were like the the times where I, I felt the most unified with all living things uh, in a very profound way, a, right. a, a way that sticks with me to this day. And that was, this was coming from being an atheist as a kid and doing that and then being like, forevermore, I feel connected. And I think that's a very special thing. And, and that's why when people talk about, well, this is opening a, a dangerous door. Well, for me, I felt it was very positive. Now, had I continued to do it for 30 days straight, it would have been fucking nuts. Sure. Well, it would have been stupid. But but I I, I push back against the, the concept that it is... 
I, I agree with your assessment, and because I've heard the same descriptions when it comes to uh, taking DMT, that oftentimes they will be tricksters, and it's kind of like it's almost like devilish type of energy. Uh, but for for those that only do it a handful of times, it seems as if it gives them a profound sense of a spiritual realm that that they can't escape anymore. That they know forevermore, no matter if they're not tripping or not, they're like. I know I know more about the existence of myself and everything around me that I did prior. Is that a net positive ever, or is it always a negative? No, though? it's certainly not always it's a negative. something to be okay. done with caution, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're entering a different realm that you've never. You're going into waters you don't understand. And so I, caution is definitely what you would go with. More um, than warranted, it mandatory caution. I think. But when it comes to these things, you need like if you look at the New Age movement. My assessment of the New Age movement is like there is a lot of really compelling information there. But if you tell a whole story and you tell 10 points, nine of them are true, but one fundamental one, one very important one is a lie, it is incredibly dangerous because the most effective lie is one that maintains as parallel to the truth as possible. Yep. And so that is where my my sort of my my beef with all this lies. It's like, you know, I did five grams of mushrooms, had a profound experience. I was never atheist, but I was agnostic if i'm even using the terminology correctly some people will argue about that but i just said like i don't know i always had a good grip on like i'm stupid i don't know i, I i'm i'm wrong a lot you know what i mean when you're trying to figure things out you end up going down the wrong path hitting the dead stop and having to turn around and go back yeah. and so but, but i also think we got to be careful not to just lump in dmt with mushrooms no or yeah with acid. i agree with that and i think there's a connection that there, there's a reason through cia experimentation that we were kind of left with uh, acid um I, I think there are also a lot of uh, medical benefits to uh psychedelic mushrooms especially when it comes to helping people with addiction when it comes to helping people deal with depression dmt uh, again do your own homework do your own research i don't want to recommend anyone to do anything I, I think we all need to really kind of understand that there's something bigger here that we don't understand, that we can't comprehend. That's all around us. That's energetic. You could sometimes feel a lot of this energy all around us. And how do you kind of quantify it or bring any meaning to it? Or should we not even bring any meaning to it since, it since we shouldn't do that? And if we did, it would unravel a whole bunch of things in our life that we shouldn't have an understanding of. Luke, Maybe the you, mystery is worth having. Where do you place a, a character like Joe Rogan in this whole thing? Because he's super important in... Uh, the zeitgeist of of whatever is happening yeah, in, in the last culture. couple of years, yeah, and he's also a main proponent of something like DMT, and that kind of probably influenced thousands, maybe millions. Is the biggest, that even fair to say, the biggest proponent uh, of DMT, right? right? And whether he's being just a, a useful kind of uh, uh, conduit to it, whether it's also an individual just that had profound experiences through it and and just wants to share it. Or whether it's some kind of deeper meaning that some other entities are speaking through him, I think all three of those possibilities are, are legitimate. Yeah. No. Do I know the answer? No. Earlier, you said that this was, and especially when talking to um, uh, Tucker, you were saying that this is spiritual, and I, the only word that I would tag on the end of that is warfare. This is we are engaged unknowingly, um, some of us knowingly, in spiritual warfare, and the enemy in the spiritual realm is ancient and clever beyond, you know, any man, I would say. And their ability for subversion and deceit is beyond that of any man as well. And so I just think that, um, you know, my, my, my recommendation, look, there's so many of us, right, that are psychonauts. Um, I certainly went down that path for a while. Um, I've always been a, a seeker. I would say uh, 
the one thing that I that I've learned is God is definitively real. Uh, Christ plays a massive role in all of this, and if you do anything, go armed with that because there is when you go out into a world that you're not even sure exists, um, you're incredibly vulnerable. Yeah. Well, let's, so. let's, uh, sorry, go ahead. I, I got to take it back to the Tucker clip because we still haven't got to what he's actually hinting at. What, based off of the two interviews, it really combined, you can actually sense it at what he's saying. Right. And he's saying he has intelligence from some sources that he believes in. He doesn't have evidence clearly because he's not, he's not presenting the evidence. And he said that he would, he would present it if he had it. But I think he's been told the same thing that other dudes been told that there is agreements between interdimensional or alien beings. He implies that they've been here forever and that there's some sort of exchange happening. My question would be if these entities are of the spiritual realm, if they are alien with advanced technology, why the fuck do they have to trade with us? Why would they not just take? It's about consent, right? Like yes. the, the vampire thing. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you have to invite them in. Otherwise, they can't. So, like, I, I did a funny thread with. Remember the AI, the Nephilim thing? Yep. Yeah, it's like tongue in cheek, a lot of humor, but I did it to uh, provoke people to either respond harshly or think a little bit more. And I, I think I got you to think a little bit more at least. You're like, he's crazy, but something's going on here. The idea behind that is the consent. Because if, if you're thinking about these advanced technological beings that are thousands of years old or who, millennia, whatever, they can just kind of do whatever they want. So why not just manifest yourself here now? It's like, no, you've got to do it. You have to invite me in. And, and if you look at the kind of ruling elites, a, a lot of what they do, especially when they conduct mm-hmm. psyopses and really horrible false flags and, and larger kind of... When they lay the traps for society, they do it in a way where... It's obvious for the people who are paying attention, and it's only through consent and acquiescence that a lot of people get fucked up by them. And they wouldn't get fucked up by them if they were paying attention, if they cared about themselves, and they were personally responsible. And we see this time and time again. Some people say we see this through kind of symbolism. We see this through all the actions that they commit that line up that essentially do tell you, yeah, we're going to now fuck you up. Do you want to be fucked up? Most of the people are, are, are so blind. Most of the people are, are just so linear that they have the blinders on and they just walk, uh, knowingly walk into the traps that are laid for them by the kind of larger satanic pedophile motherfuckers out there who are setting up these traps for uh, innocent human beings to kind of walk into. But it is, it's they consent. do it in a weird way where you have to fucking walk through it. And yeah, yeah. if you don't walk through it, you're not going to be fucked. And this is why information independent media is more important than ever as these conversations and, and you understanding that you have free will that it's essentially your consent your acquiescence that matter to all of this that 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 truly i think is one of the biggest most important messages that we could spread to the general public even if if you just go to like the basic cultural things that are happening now you know basic stuff it's like oh you cut your kid's dick off you consented to it Mm -hmm. even though we lied boldface lied to you you know oh you got the vaccination oh yeah yeah, but you you had had a cheeseburger luke you got a hundred dollars. You know, it's like you consented to it. You so got a you, free beer. Yeah, you did that yourself. Even though we lied to you outright, they can kind of forgive themselves. Or it's, I think it's just a hermetic principle where it's like yes. you know, just just the vampire stuff. You have to invite them in in order for them to do this stuff to you. Otherwise, if you just tell them to kick rocks, like one of the best things that Tower Gang has done since its inception is anytime we come up against like nonsense, bullshit on Twitter, people are like apologize, and we're like, no, fuck you, and then they go like this. Uh, okay. And then they just go and they go fuck themselves. Dude, and, and, and that's since, the end of it. And since you're one of us doing that, 
No one comes for us anymore. No, because that's the answer. The answer is always no. I do not consent because, because to this. they because they know there's no fruit at the end of that. Right. It's like yeah. we're not gonna fucking cave. We're not gonna kneel. So. Good luck. It's up to you to open the door to these demonic satanic pedophiles mm-hmm. saying, come on the fucking... I'm like, fuck that. My door's fucking closed. Not getting in anywhere. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to make why, fun of you. <laughs> and this is why there's also a, a lot of people who come from the kind of train of thinking that demonic possession literally comes in through fucking anal butt sex. Right. Clint, control yourself. Uh, <laughs> Owen oh, oh, Benjamin has... Has uh, manifested his spirit in Lucagaski. <laughs> there's something. There's something no, 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 about. There is something about it. Since uh, a lot of the kind of Hollywood elites, a lot of the kind of Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, especially when it comes to a lot of the top inner circle of all the kind of celebritards and celebrities out there, a lot of them talk about if you want to make it big in this industry, you have to be fucked in the ass by a bunch of guys on video fo- yeah. on video camera. And this you is what they doused in semen, doused in semen, a hundred men, and George this, Bush. This is le- legitimate, yeah, like. This is this is essentially a lot of people describing how they're selling their soul to the devil, right? Um, and you see this in lyrics. You see a lot of people talk about this. You see a lot of uh, weird videos of all these celebrities kind of saying the same things. You want to make it big, you got to get fucked in the ass by a whole bunch of people, yeah. and they're going to videotape it, and then they have compromise on by you the as way, well. Which is becoming much more prolific. But but when you you ask that question, right? Why can't they just do whatever they want? And we explain to you, you have to invite them in. There are then, rules, like the Book of Job. Uh, the Book of Job is just God. And Satan or Lucifer saying, can I do this to him? And God's like, you can do that. And he's like, how about this? Can I do that? And he's like, uh, you could do that. Because there's rules. He can't, you can't just go for it. And it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's built around us having free will. Very also. Jewish, like lawyerish. Like, what is <laughs> this? Can, can we make this courtroom? Ex- can we make this explicit? Are you saying that the, are, are these, are they aliens? Are they angels? Are they the same thing? Aliens, they're so, a mixture of things. So let, let's play. Let's play the rest of this clip okay. that, uh, yeah. of, of me talking to Tucker Carlson, so we get more of a kind of understanding. We also got a rumble rant by Cocteau, who says, "Hey, Luke, thank you for the rumble rant. Really appreciate that." Let's play the rest of this clip because I think we only have about a minute left of Tucker kind of explaining and me, me and him talking back and forth about this situation. Dimensional uh, beings. Right. I, I want to ask: are, are angels and demons, or how would you well, describe these these beings? You know, I. These are, again, I'm getting into the realm of conjecture, so I just want to say that flat out. Entity. But one thing I know for a dead certain fact, having seen it, is that um, there is good and evil, that we are being acted upon at all times. And I think every person can feel that in himself. I mean, there are moments when you are moved to do things that are much better than you actually are, and that are also more evil and destructive than you actually are. You are subject to forces from outside yourself, that is absolutely true. Now, we can argue about what they are, but every person in the room, if he's reflective, will tell you, yes, I know what you're talking about. And so there are forces that are not human, that do exist in a spiritual realm of some kind, that we cannot see, and that when you think about it, sort of make you think we live in an ant farm. Yeah. <laughs> being, yeah. Right? And that's absolutely. just, that is real. Yeah. Okay. When I, and, and there's many artists also talking about how uh, essentially what they do and their greatest works of art is usually done through channeling. Of course. So, and and, and th- there is a, an aspect of this. Not freedom chains, by the way. Definitely not that good. He's channeling. We haven't made anything good yet. Every, by the way, every artist will tell you that. Exactly. Every artist. That, that something happened that they're, they're, they're not themselves, that they just were, were doing their art and then something just transcended. Fl- no, but and it's up. not just visual arts. It's, yep. it's every creative act brings you closer to something outside the human realm and you can feel it, whether it's woodworking or writing 
or painting a painting or writing an opera or writing a rap song or whatever, anything yeah. that is true and beautiful or anything that is dark and destructive is almost certainly a product of forces acting upon you, and you can feel it. So we, we talked about a lot of the kind of demon stuff, a lot of the kind of Nephilim stuff. How do you explain the kind of conjuring and this kind of being a, a conduit to, to some of the most beautiful things in our society, like music, art, culture, that a lot of profound artists say was kind of given to them through outside forces and entities that were speaking through them? Go check out our episode with Jerry Marzinski on Rumble. Uh, yeah, please follow us. Nephilim, Nephilim Death, Squad Death Squad is our yeah. name. So it's been an hour and a half or something. But check that out. Like he said, he thinks very few of the thoughts that come through your head are actually your own. And this is from 30 years of being in the field, dealing with schizophrenic patients and and being just a psychologist in general from, I think, from uh, like the psych ward. And then when those closed down, he was in the jail cells. And then he did a number of other things in his private practice. But he says... You know, a lot of them are bad. A lot of them are good. We joked about this on Tower Gang. You remember the bit we had, the intrusive thoughts? You're like, I'm driving on the highway. I was, what would happen if I just turned this wheel? That's an, an intrusive thought. It's just a, it's something. Why? why? why did, how far could whispering. I punch her? Like, <laughs> shout out to Jose. Like, why would, why would that come into your brain at that moment? Is that your thought? Yeah, it's the ancient idea, right, of the muses. It's been, yeah. it's been around forever. I think it's because they can't create. They need us. And mm. there's, there's something about experiencing life through us a lot of these things want to inhabit us they want to possess us because there is an entire set of experiences that they can't have and there's also an entire set of uh things that they can't execute so in, in a way are we superior to them because in a I, way yes. i always yeah. think of fallen angels as being as close to god without being angels oh, or god right they'll fuck you up but one-on-one <laughs> <laughs> on one, bro one-on-one on on one. One. you don't want to fight them. but the thing is it's like there it's it's such a parrot like a paradox right because there's this beautiful thing that can take any shape or form they can do just about anything but they have these specific limitations that you and i don't the ability to create something beautiful the ability to manifest physically on this earth that you know they they know that the earth was given that that mankind was given dominion of the earth and they want mankind's birthright that's a, i think that's a lot of what the the subversion would be like so that's yeah. what the battle is is it is it for earth it's a genealogy thing it's a it's a it, there's there's a lot to it but i want to go back to something before i lose this thought clint you asked me before is this a demon thing is this a nephilim thing is this an alien thing i want you to think about um you know the nazi regime i want you to think about a corporation that's fucked people over massively right and typically these corporations they don't go away what do they do? They rebrand, right? And then they continue fucking people over. So when people say um, aliens was just, uh, it's what it really is, and we had a poor understanding of it. Ancient man had a poor understanding of it, and so we called them angels, and we called them demons. No, no, no. My contention is that the aliens going with that narrative is to allow them to rebrand. Rebrand under something completely different. They are uh, demons. They are the fallen. Tucker, they you made some very... The disembodied spirits of the Nephilim that were killed in the flood. They are these hybrid uh, creations of the forementioned. Uh, they, the, even the um, the Greek gods, right? These animal hybrid the creations. The, yeah. the Greek pantheon, uh, the Egyptian pantheon, I meant to say, right? These dog-headed entities, these hawk-headed entities, alligator-headed entities. There's uh, tons of uh, language in the Bible that describes animal-human hybridization. And that goes into uh, cryptids. I don't know how far you go into cryptids, Luke, but like... If you want to get real weird, people, I mean, 
Dogman sightings, Bigfoot sightings, uh, Hatman sightings. Well, it's not just that. It's also gene genetic splicing done by... Um, government agencies. Yeah, uh, These, government yes, agencies, yeah. the U.S. military, where they're trying to create hybrid human beings, but also hybrid animals and, and, and gene splicing in a way to, to create just some of the worst atrocities that, that God even wouldn't, that are absolutely and ungodly. guard military bases. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of these sightings have come around, mili- like they're, they're reported around military bases. Cryptid sightings and military bases is a direct correlation between just the volume of it. What, what do I look up for... Um to do more research about this. Oh, that's hard. Go I to mean, um, the confessionals. Uh, Tony Merkel. Oh, Tony Merkel's fantastic yeah. for this, yeah. Well, we, actually, we got, got another, January. we got another rumble rant by SickySock420 who says, <laughs> I got into conspiracies hard in 2016 during high school as a Reddit atheist. Wow. I am now 23 and fully believe this is a spiritual war for my soul and now believe in God because of it. Shout out, Tower Gang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, of course, Sticky Sock. Shout out, Sticky Sock. <laughs> Great username. Uh, yeah. I appreciate the, the, the username well, here. To, especially. to get back to the antenna, because actually Rogan, who's you guys were talking about being the biggest proponent of DMT, he's also been one of the biggest proponents about talking about or describing himself as an antenna or a conduit. Well, right. Luke mentioned frequency. You slipped that in really quick, which is my thing. That really got my nipples hard when he said uh, <laughs> spiritual. Right. And I was like, frequency, I love that because... A lot of this stuff is vibration. I mean, if you go back to Tesla's work, he said, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, you have to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And that's why they say that a lot of these entities, these dynamic, whatever words you want to say, they loosh off of low vibrational energy. That's why in this... This is one of the things that it's like, how do you raise your vibration? How do you do yoga, meditation? Like, how do you work on yourself? How do you be a better person? Why? Because you want to raise your vibration so that you are not emitting these low frequency energies. That is like... Because they're parasitic. Exactly. It's a parasitic function. And we don't... That's our biggest fight in this spiritual war is to not give in to that. So if you buy into the fear mongering, if you buy into the the news and everything that tries to make you even the news is at a certain frequency that kind of like brings you down. Right. Even music, music we know that like 432 hertz is the healing oh. frequency. So there's like a bunch of things. Super interested about the Rife machine by the way. Okay we'll talk. Yeah I'll tell you about so I'm oh man I didn't know you were into this That's, I'm, I'm very happy. Thank you for inviting me here Luke and, and Clint. This is we, we don't um, do any superficial bullshit here. Hell yeah. We also right. got a DeLuna55 who just became a monthly supporter. Thank you Deluna55 for that and uh, just bringing the question back at you guys. So you're saying that the History Channel alien guys is full of shit? Well, this is, goes back no. to what I was just telling so. Clint. It's a when, a when the Nazis uh, had to disband and hide themselves, when a corporation fucks the people over, when a pharmaceutical company kills a bunch of people, typically what they do is they rebrand. And so they come N- with a N- new mask. N-A-Z-I became N-A-S-A. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, but just to just to add something real quick, uh, it was actually it wasn't just the Nazis. Everyone talks about the Nazis, but there was actually the the bioweapons research and and the torture research and mm-hmm. MK Ultra all comes from Imperial Japan. Yeah. Hirohito. Like they they were doing wild shit. Everyone everyone all knows about the Nazi studies. Very few people talk about the Japanese ones. But do you think that that there is an aspect of spiritual warfare from that war? Like the was because uh, a lot of people always assume, obviously, that the Axis were the evil, and and per- perhaps do do you view it as a good versus evil? Do you view it because I I looking back at it, I don't view it as good versus evil. I view it as evil versus evil. But I'm curious, do you see it as a spiritual warfare? 
A hundred percent. Yeah. The, I mean the, the, the occultism and, and, and the Nazis go hand in hand. And I think that what we get is a homogenized, well, sterilized version of what actually happened there. What he's but, asking is like good versus evil. So like, it's, it's hard to even say which sides were against what side during World War II, but it's, yeah, it's like neither were, were good, but one kind of won out. And now, now their agenda is playing out. I think on a, on a soldier level, um, and, and I guess, you know, history, the, the victors written, or I'm sorry, history is written by the victors. So there might be some sort of imagery that you could portray where like American soldiers genuinely believe that they were the good guys. Um, I'm sure the Nazi soldiers did too, though. I think they always do. That's right. the point. Yeah, but, but then we just hired the Nazis uh, and, and their scientists right. to work here, a part of NASA. And then isn't who, it who's rebranding, by the way, the fallen? Isn't it interesting? Don't you like, think NASA plays a massive role in rebranding these things as aliens? Yeah. You need uh-huh. all of this rhetoric from NASA in order to get that rhetoric That's from such aliens. That's a fucking interesting connection. But, mm-hmm. I, David, I, I hate it when you make good points. I like, I like <laughs> the that. The Nazis are, are hiding the, al- the the real interdimensional energetic knowledge by, by doing the alien psyop. Yeah, they're rebranding no. it. Yeah, I, I like I, the and, idea and there's, of... there's been a shit ton of alien psyops, uh, especially with the government kind of making it more and more obvious. They're trying to make you believe. That's the danger. Aliens, aliens, aliens. It's all UFOs. Yes. They, they all got big eyes and big heads and... And this fucking idea, more, man. But 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 why are they doing that more than ever now? Is there something else on the precipice spiritually coming ahead of us now that they need to sigh up now through these kind of like fake alien disclosures that they're pushing forward? That was rhetorical. You whatever's that, happening, yes. whatever's happening by twenty thirty, this agenda, whatever it is, needs to happen by twenty thirty. So it's like 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 the COVID agenda. It felt like the world was on fast forward, right? Like we, we had COVID and then boom, we're just going through stuff, yeah. going through stuff. They're just throwing psyop the after psyop. Yeah. They, whatever we're working towards, they're working towards it at breakneck speed. And then you look at like a Zionist Israel, which is another fun topic that I, I we're good on rumble. But you look at what they're doing and most of what they're doing is just to fulfill prophecy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very scary. I, I, I had this conversation with Clinton. He was like, I don't care about a 3000 year old book. I was like, yeah, well, guess what? They do. Yeah, and Benjamin Netanyahu does, and he, yes. and him and Lindsey Graham literally believe we're in the end of times. Mm-hmm. Are we in the end of times with maybe NS, the NSA and the U.S. government trying to psyop it through aliens? It's hard to say, man, because look, as conspiracy theorists, and I'm I'm, I'm proudly one. Uh, maybe we don't have the greatest track record in uh, end times prophecy, although we do have a great track record in the things that will come to pass on the way there. Um, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that we're definitively in the end times, uh, but I am also very confident in saying that the world never stopped being biblical. It still is very biblical. The 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 nature of our resist our existence rather is biblical, and you would be hard pressed if, given the scripture and then given the evidence in real life that lines up with the scripture. Even, even Clint, I'm sure if somebody sat down and gave you a side by side, you go, "Well, yeah, I can fucking see that. Oh, I can see that one too. Well, shit, I could, I could see that one too." And I've, I've, I've heard it enough to to believe that there is uh, some validity. It's just it, because much of it is allegory. It's it's very hard to know when it's like a lesson that's being told or it's an actual literal story. Yeah. Like you you brushed over something that we have to get back to. You said that the Nephilim, the disembodied Nephilim, came after the flood. Is the implication that the flood, the flooding of Earth, was to rid it Kill of the they Nephilim? Survived, they yes. survived the flood. So yeah, many of them survived it. Yeah. Well, Timothy Alberino has a theory, and uh, he's he bases this on like just uh, stories from around the world. And you mentioned like uh, Japan and things like that, Imperial Japan, China. 
even Mexico, South America, you'll see a lot of uh, effigies and stories that point back to what we call Genesis 6. Mm -hmm. And they, they kind of all look alike. They kind of look like these like Anubis creatures or something blue or some weird stuff. But he says that, uh, you know, when, when the Bible describes, uh, you know, uh, God saw Noah and he said he's good. Perfect it, in his in his yeah he's perfect in his own generations right. that's yeah. what he said it just means that his his bloodline was good yeah the rest of it it was tainted from from the mixing because it, he let's backtrack a little bit Alberino also thinks that when when the fallen angels came down they didn't just like take women and and rape them when you take a wife back in this time period back in the day there was a trade right so I'd go to you and I'd say I'd like to have oh, your daughter a dowry. a dowry right a dowry yeah and you'd say what could you offer me some goats perfect. Or maybe I have some tools. Maybe I got metal. Maybe I have secrets of agriculture, like plants, whatever it may be. So there was a trade. They get the daughter. They breed. They create these like, you know, it's the first generation of Nephilim. Mm. And they breed these huge giants, which is, I mean, you look at some of the, what's that show called with uh, Attack on Titan? Uh, no, That's no, a good one. Graham Hancock, where they discover oh, these places. Fucking, yeah, the monoliths one. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. And and that that's the origin story when you were referencing how, how this origin story is repeated through all of these disparate cultures that had no technological ability to communicate with one another, but the exact same stories are being repeated. Right. It's like, how can you say that that's just can allegory I at that point? interject for 10 seconds and then you get right back to it? Uh, Timothy Alberino speaks to the native people of Peru. Uh, the Peruvian government has one story on how the megalithic structures were made, but the people that are closest to the native people that are there, they it's common knowledge to them. A race of evil, cannibalistic giants are responsible for building the megalithic structures, uh, but they were really shitty, and so their god sent floodwaters to kill them all. Yeah, it just got... Oh, so we got some rubble rants that we should read before we move on. We also have 5,317 people watching live right now. I think that's the biggest show we, ever, record. we ever record. we ever did. We did really good with Vivek Ramaswamy. We did really good uh, two that? days ago with Mike It's a guy Benz. with a long head. But I think this is the, the record, so shouts out to Rumble. Shouts out to all you amazing human beings that make this broadcast possible and are supporting this independent media organization sharing this video as it's live with your friends and family members really means a lot and we can't thank you enough for doing that we have a rumble rant right now by uh bob8008 saying what's the name of the nephilim show nephilim death squad nephilim death squad we got yes. another one by the lona 55 saying luke you need to talk to timothy alberino he you wrote do. a book named bright right yeah if they're birthright birthright birth birth right. Right. if they're in my if they're in miami absolutely uh um, like always in peru uh, yeah <laughs> yeah well maybe we could, maybe we could go actually to, kind of interesting uh, luke this this ties into what uh you and tucker might have been touching on but he's in peru he might be there now or he's he might be back already he's investigating these uh these sightings of these alien creatures that were uh, what are they calling the face them? peelers the face peelers like, have you guys seen this some remote town in peru is just getting like people just getting like their face peeled off and abducted by wild entities stuff. that look like armored versions of green goblin from spider-man one that wild hover stuff. three meters off the ground and yeah they said shit up do you guys know brian forrester not familiar. Uh, he does a lot of a kind of ancient civilizational stuff. I was with him in uh, Peru where we uh, explored a, a ruined uh, pyramid temple of the elongated skull people. And I, I filmed a whole huge uh, like short documentary. I was there on the site. And then as soon as I came back to the United States after being in Peru, detailing essentially how there was another race of human beings on the face of this earth that were born with elongated skulls. 
all my video footage was deleted from it. You got too I, close. I don't know, I don't know how, it, how it was deleted. You I don't know why close. it was deleted. I feel bad because like Brian Forrester literally took me out there. He spent, spent, uh. like, uh, spent like a, a bunch of days with me exploring uh, an archaeological site that the Peruvian government destroyed and wanted people not to, to look at. And we were literally walking around the ruins with bones everywhere and skulls everywhere. God, that's cool. It, it, it was absolutely just uh, surreal. But what did you think about that's that? That's what you get did for it, trying to study my people <laughs> it was him he's the one that destroyed yeah. your footage <laughs> clint's the one with the stunted uh, skull you know, <laughs> he's not even the the cone head one you know how when like you get like you get too big and like the government like they're like this is your handler now this is your uh what's what's the guy with Kanye? i'm, like, I'm the nephilim your, handler is your handler do you need me to take care of him SSRIs into your drinks <laughs> i'm watching i'm watching my drinks no no, no ssris here um let's get let's get to the rest of the super chats here as of course we have another one by lane boy who says this is the exact topic of discussion i want on my mind during the holidays with my family thank you <laughs> truly <laughs> thank you truly I'm, I'm personally interested in taking ayahuasca at least once in a safe setting with a shaman from hearing aubrey marcus talk about his experience i, I have to interject on that aubrey marcus's life is uh, pretty wild. The dudes, the dudes had like open relationships. Yeah, just and, don't do that part. Yeah, well, but my point is, I think that there's a lot of correlation there. Like this, you get into this new age spirit world. Mm -hmm. You're you're constantly communing with these entities. You start letting other dudes fuck your chick. That's what happens, I, bro. I'm just saying. Uh -huh. I'm just saying. Like I mean, Aubrey is crushing it, right? He gets the good <clears throat> stuff, but he gets a lot of the right. bad. Are stuff. you saying that de that destiny is also? Yeah, oh, he's doing ayahuasca. How much DMT in did Destiny do? Uh, I might ask <laughs> him that question. Enough to turn his hair blue. One, one too many trips. He's also here in Miami, so he's also welcome on the show. Hell yeah. And we're actually working hey, on having him on the podcast here. So Very I think cool. it would be it would be awesome to have that conversation. Ask him about the Nephilim. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We, we, one we, more. We got another uh, super chat here by F uh, Eb who says, do you believe the bastardized Catholic Church is part of the problem? And do you think the answer to these questions are what is hidden in the Vatican? Because we all know the Nazi ties to it. What do you guys so, think about that? So uh, what did the Vatican just do in 2020 in Vatican City? Erected a statue of uh, Moloch. No problems. Did they really? Yeah, go yeah. ahead How and look, that, I look up. that up. Moloch, look that uh, up. Vatican City. A statue. You want to toss that in there? Uh, and yeah. Something interesting that we're going to be digging deeper into Nephilim Death Squad. What's a Nephilim shit? Um, we're gonna. I, I'm gonna. I want to interview uh, more uh, Christian Orthodox priests, mm. whether they're Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, whatever. These people, uh, the the Orthodox Church is the original um, religion of Christianity. Then comes Catholicism. Then you have your other denominations like uh, Calvinism, whatever you name it. So these guys are actually really historically sound. Before I speak on that question, I really would love to talk to these guys who know all about it, because they're actually the first church right after Christ, so founded by one of the, one of the disciples. So the closest thing to Christianity you can get to, yeah. and I think that, that might be the truth there. So whatever's happened in the Vatican... Nephilim shit. And, Luke, and, did you and, find and, the, uh, and they're normalizing butt sex that they are. Uh, just a couple of days ago. So oh, yeah, really? They're, they're, and they're also willing there's to that. Uh, uh, baptize our alien brethren. Remember that crap? Did you find the, the, the statue of Molech, by the way? I, I, I typed it in. I'm Here. seeing... Uh, Giant golden bull statue. Yeah, but that's put on display in Rome. I don't think it's at the Vatican. I think it's it, Vatican the, the reports are that it's at the Colosseum. That's, that's what we're seeing thing. right now. It looks a little bit like a, a, a horned frog guy with three eyes. Eyes. Yeah, it's and a, it's you got the all-seeing Illuminati uh, triangle right here in his uh, chest. 
And uh, yeah, this, the symbolism is now, something that you see all over the place. Is as to whether or not the Vatican commissioned that, I'm not too sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that the Vatican has been compromised a long time ago, or at least the Pope has been uh, compromised a long time ago. They have a lot of weird stuff like that Viper room, that one room that's a giant auditorium that from a certain angle just looks like a serpent's face. Uh, there's the other room that's supposed to be Christ emerging from a nuclear blast, uh, but it looks like his hair makes the shape of like a giant reptile head. And it's honestly a very horrifying uh, looking statue. Um, well, there's also a lot of representations of mushrooms. And a lot of people say that mushrooms are directly linked uh, to the kind of Christian Catholic religion, as they say many of the kind of founding fathers of this religion were taking a crap ton of mushrooms and having kind of um, interdimensional experiences that led them to create uh, this religion. So on that Spirit topic, molecule. we can't necessarily comment on that yet because we're looking into having somebody on who has a body of evidence that suggests that there has been this concerted effort to um, almost paganize the roots of things and, and sow deception as to the nature of, you know, like Christmas, for example, being this Saturnalia or this worship of the Amanita mascara mushroom that grows at the base of a pine tree that even reindeer tend to eat and things of that nature. There was all this stuff, um, and we've got somebody potentially that we want to reach out to and have yeah, on the he's... show that will refute that and show us evidence for how that was basically sown uh, to muddy the waters. And yeah. so I don't really know where I stand on that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to hold out judgment, but from what I've seen from him, he's saying things like, uh, you know, um, the idea of celebrating Christ's birthday on the 25th of December has been, is it, it outdates the pagan holiday, which was never very popular. I don't even know the name of it, by about 200 years. So what came first? We don't know. You were actually mentioning uh, just in the beginning, like we were never taught this stuff. Like, no, we were. We were taught the, the opposite of this. We mm. were taught not to question it or... Or to just shut up and stay silent. So we, we need to like dig a little bit deeper into some of these things. And, and listen, we're, we're going to be wrong sometimes. Clint, we'll be wrong sometimes. But we're gonna, we just, we just want to know. We just, we I just would like find to out. throw that out as a disclaimer. For those of you who are going to end up following and, and enjoying... I'm a little bit retarded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're a little retarded. Uh, we're, we're, you know, on Nephilim Death Squad, it's really me and Top as sort of seekers and dot connectors. But um, we refer to people who have a body of work beneath them, who are willing to come on and share ideas with us. And then we let the audience make up their own mind. Uh, so, you know, if you're coming to us for definitive answers one way or the other, you're not going to find it there. We're, we're seeking actively and we're bringing you along for the journey. I really love to hear you guys say that. And I just want to point out there is a body of knowledge that I have been researching. Um, it's called Archaics. Have you ever heard of Archaics? Jason Brashears of Archaics.com? No. He's a YouTuber and he actually studies uh, the ancient texts. He basically, he's a chronologist, so he has been researching all of the things pre-internet. And one of the things that he talks about a lot is how the Sumerians were in fact the ones that built Egypt and the pyramids. And he also talks about the timelines being incorrect. Mm. And I think that this is like super important. If you're looking for someone who has done a lot of research in this aspect and you have like a lot of people who are seeking these types of questions, I would definitely recommend and I would love to also have him on this show, but definitely for you guys, because one of the things he does mention is how like this is basically the Sumerian gods. It's like a resurrection of us and the old religions of worshiping these Sumerian gods, yes. which in his point of view is also known as the Nephilim. Yeah, so exactly. I don't know if you guys put that together, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I think that it would bring like a lot of clarity for some people to do a little bit of this background. This is all the same entities. They, call, they come under many names, right? But like, uh, so one of the commandments in the Bible is like, thou shalt not take any gods before me. And what does that mean? 
He's talking about small G gods, so gods in their own right. Elohim, right, yeah. Yeah, a ton of them. And they're probably making more and more as we go. Who knows what the hell's going on? But yeah, there are gods. You know, if you, if you talk to a regular Christian person that just goes to church and you said, yeah, there's other gods, they jump down your throat, right? Because it's like, there's a one God. It's like, nah, man, even in the Bible that you're reading is saying there's a lot of gods. There's, there's one above them. There's one that is, is the truth, in my opinion. And then there's a lot of other ones and they have, they're all doing different shit. We, I, I, we don't know, but we're, we're kind of like finding out as we go. Here, here's one interesting nugget for the audience to take with them and do some research on. So um, you will find correlation between um, Baal, B-A-A-L, right? Being one of the fallen. And Baal was uh, described as the king of storms. And there is a Sumerian uh, image of him where he's got a staff in his hands. It's a very short staff, three prongs on each side. And you will also find images of Zeus holding the exact same object, who is also the king of storms. And so you can do that with Hermes, and you can do that with Ares. You can do that with the, re the Greek, the Roman pantheon. You can do it with the list of the fallen angels, the names that you get from the Book of Enoch. Something very interesting, too. Keep that thought, but... I know I, you probably know, have, have spoken with David Icke, but we know that David Icke has channeled, he's, uh, he's, he says that he's channeled... In his own book, he says this. Atlantean entities. Yeah. Ascended masters from Atlantis. Yeah. To, to uh, you know, encourage whatever he's doing and influence his work. So if, if we're going to just draw this to his logical conclusion, it's like, well, you're talking to Nephilim. Right. Or something like that. And according to Mark Steves of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, he's got a large body of evidence that correlates with the idea that Atlantis was destroyed in the flood. Yeah. And so all of these things connect. We're not here to tell you that the Bible is the only truth or anything like that. We're here to kind of compel you to the idea that maybe all of this shit was true in its own way, and it all interconnects, and it all interplays. But the thing that I would give hesitance to is this narrative of aliens, because in my opinion, the one thing I, I, I will say confidently— it's another rebrand, right? It's a, it's yeah. a fucking rebrand. It's, a it's one of the most yeah. dangerous rebrands. They re can't make anything new, Luke. I haven't yeah. seen a new goddamn Netflix show that isn't the same Netflix show from, from whatever happened. They're I just not watched making, a new fucking Ninja Turtles movie. We're just getting the same shit the over same, and over again. They're not making new stuff for my kids. They're yeah. making the same shit for my kids because like, I guess maybe we're the only generation that matter. I don't know. They're no, not they're, doing We're the only new. generation that's going to scramble to transhumanism. So they want to keep us adult adolescents for as long as possible by just inundating us with all this fucking like you know uh, uh familiar media from our childhood yeah, yeah, so yeah. that way we never age gracefully and then when elon musk comes out and he goes here you can live forever we go oh god please yes can, can you dna so who, test uh, uh, for a nephilim uh, so strain there's supposedly a bloodline uh is it I think it's like RF or RH bloodline. RH. Do you get it on 23andMe? <laughs> uh, and I was going to say, it, it, it's a psyop by the, the Nazis at, at the NSA. Uh, but you brought up Elon Musk really quick before we go. Who's the Antichrist? Uh, we have Ooh. someone here on Rumble saying, uh, this is Para Foxen in the Rumble chat saying, Pope equals Antichrist. Alex Jones came out and said Donald Trump could be the Antichrist or Elon Musk could be the Antichrist. Who's, who's the Antichrist? Shout out to Donnie Darkened. If you can get Donnie 
Donnie Dark and Donnie. He's been on uh, the Culture War with Tim Cast. Yeah, uh, Who, who's ever here? Who's ever here in in Miami? We we do shows specifically. In we don't know studio. where Donnie Dark is because uh, he's fucking he's quite a loser. I've, I've also been trying to get David Ike here to Miami. He's a good friend of mine, and Just he's don't an let awesome him human any being. Atlanians in here. I, listen, I, I I I disagree with a lot of what what David Ike says, but no, I also I but I also agree with a lot of yes, what he yes, says, yes. and I think he's more correct than he's wrong, and he he really is tuned into something else that we're not tuned into. Yes. And Listen. just hanging out with him, being around him, he's one of the nicest guys in this whole entire I've industry. I've been following him since 2006. Yeah. Our intro music, I, we do reference him talking to Atlanteans, but our intro music is uh, Vinny Paz. Uh, end of Days. End of Days. And the, it's the intro yeah. with David Icke telling you what's up. So... We love David Icke too. We're just saying it's a little sus. Whatever you're doing there, yeah. Vinny, I, Vinny, Vinny Paz is, is awesome. I love Vinny uh, Paz. Who, who's uh, who's the Antichrist? Look, man, I, I'm not going really to try to speculate. It's as Donald to who Trump. The you have to pick is. one. You have a gun to your head right now. Uh, pick um, one. Okay, based off of the fact that Elon Musk's uh, nanny or maid said that um, she she asked his mother that, and his mother said no, he's not the Antichrist, but he will bring about the mark. Uh, I would have to put my money on. Uh, his nanny said that. His nanny said that, or, or or his maid, somebody that dealt with him in childhood. Uh, and it's a weird video. Who the hell knows the validity of it? Uh, what yeah. does "ring about the mark" mean? Mark of the beast. Mark of the beast. Uh, who do you think is going to put the yep. chip in your hand or your yeah, forehead that's going to enable you to sell and buy goods, and you won't be able to do it without it? They work yeah. hand in hand together, right? Like that, the Neuralink chip that will be integrated with the AI that you know, with Grok, um, Twitter is just uh, everything that all the shit posting that I do. Uh, they're just okay. Really quick. So you, you believe in Elon Musk? Who do you believe? No, no, no I'm sorry. Donald I believe Trump. in Trump. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm saying not Elon. Elon will bring it upon, and Trump. I Trump is very positive, and I still vote for him. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Let's bring on the end of end of times. That seems like a good campaign slogan. Uh, Clint, do you have anything to say or Stephanie about who you guys think the Antichrist Clint's is? Clint's got to pick one. Pick yeah, one. I don't think it's Elon. I really don't. But that that could just be the fact that I'm not spiritually connected. I wanted to get into the fact that you said that if you're focused on politics, then you're you're basically running Missing the away. bigger picture. Yeah, you're yes. running away from the spiritual realm. Yes, I. I personally think that that we'll we'll debate this at a different time, but I think that that a, a hyper uh, focus on the spiritual realm or the political realm is both distractions from the corporeal realm, like the the physical. And I just think it's a it, it's an interesting discussion we could have at a different time. I wouldn't say that it's a distraction from the corporeal, but them, I say man. you need all of them. Yeah. You need all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got another super chat. Steph, do you want to give your answer really quick? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, we got another super chat here by Horseshoe Hand Grenades saying Tower Gang leads culture. Cobra uh, cheated in October. I don't know what that uh, means. Compar- conspiracy out, extremists. Shout out to Horseshoes and hand, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. They have a channel. It's conspiracy extremists. He's our, he's the homeboy, and he did cheat. No, I didn't. You, you cheated. I you, didn't cheat. I, I'm the winner. No, no, no. I, Okay, make your petty differences because we got We got we got to go. So before we do, I wanted Get to play this. Uh, video for everyone. It's a very important, serious uh, PSA that I think is worth paying attention to right now. Why are you hanging out with him? He can't even walk. Yeah? Well, I can. And I'm walking away from you. Actually, let's roll. (laughs) Making fun of someone with a disability? 
is retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Let's bring retard back more than ever. That should be uh, never uh, essentially the, the theme of uh, the best political show.com. We got another super chat by Eb saying, you guys are making me feel like my investment in night vision, guns, and ammo was pointless. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or, or, or bad thing. Still fun. Uh, Luke, really quick. Still, yeah. When David, when David slayed Goliath, he's using Nephilim technology. He had to, he had to kill him by cutting his head off with his own sword, which was a Nephilim techno That's te right. technology. That's right. Can't, didn't just kill him with the, the sling. Cut his head off with the sword. So yeah, sell that stuff. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the short and sweet of it? What's the learning lessons? We're going to end it here because uh, we're over two hours now. I thought this was a very fascinating conversation. If you thought it was as well, share this broadcast with your friends and family members. But more importantly, sign up to rumble as of course we promised you we reach 100k as soon as we get 100k clint is getting tasered oh, on yes. camera yes. non-stop viciously no compassion no love just straight You're in there he, he deserves it he needs it this is going to be an attitude adjustment and uh clint <laughs> clint is ready great. for it you need to put him you in gotta put him up against the wall so you can apply pressure don't yes. let him like yeah. you know get away from it yes this is i i think one of the most uh, viewed shows we had very interesting very fascinating conversation with some uh, really interesting guests so again nearly six thousand lives yes yeah, sign up right now to rumble I know it's a pain. I'm like, I don't want to log in. I don't want to do all that. But it does mean a lot to this platform and what they're doing. Subscribing, clicking the notification button, downloading the app. Um, again, we're big shells of Rumble because I believe in their mission. They put their money where their mouth is. They actually fight for freedom of speech. They actually are engaged in legal judicial fights. Governments call them and they say, fuck off. You got to respect that more than anything else. And this is why we are doubling down, tripling down, taking all of our time, all of our resources and investing it in rumble the least thing you could do download a stupid app sign in use a dummy name use a burner account use a burner phone i don't give a fuck what it is signing up and having that notification button and and just clicking it and just being aware of what we're doing is going to be critically important we got some really incredible guests lined up for next week including what well, i think it's g prime 33 he's going to be a very interesting nice. conversation uh we have a lot of uh, we're, we're gonna have a very high profile only fans lady also on here uh next week as well talking to politics we also have a lot of uh Nephilim commentators shit. tom Woods is is coming on this show. We're going to have a lot of really, really great conversations, and I'm aiming for the stars. I'm in touch with a lot of really incredible individuals, including, of course, Tucker Carlson himself, who I'm working on having here in studio as well. So we're working on a lot of really cool stuff, and again, the conversations are only going to get a lot more deeper, as, of course, this whole conversation was about the big revelation that Tucker Carlson said. What's going to happen when we have him in studio for two hours and we get to go down the rabbit hole even deeper here? Holy freaking cow. It's, all, it's, it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be very fun. Be a part of it by signing up for Rumble and subscribing to this channel. 100K, Clint, Clint gets the taser. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be awesome. Stephanie's wait. excited. Stephanie's going to be the one doing it. It's going to be awesome. I hate, I hate her <laughs> happiness about this. <laughs> Steph really enjoys it. I, I, I will as well. Uh, guys, this was great. Thank you so much for, for coming on and being a part of this conversation. Where can people find you guys and support you guys? Uh, you want to go to... TopLobster.com for the merch. You want to go to 
NephilimDeskWad.com. That'll bring you to our link tree. Yeah, uh, and sign up for Rumble. Luke is Luke is right. Like, yeah. you know, Rumble Rumble is actually so good that it's annoying to the point where everybody I subscribe to, when they go live or they put a video, I get a notification. I don't even get that shit off YouTube. I don't know when you're doing That's stuff. That's true. And Clint's like my best friend. I love Clint. We we talk every night. Sweet nothings. But YouTube doesn't tell me when he's on. Rumble does. So please, yeah, sign sign up to us on Rumble and this show and anybody else that you like on there so that we give give decent people a chance to build their platform because they're doing cool stuff. And I, I'm excited to see where it goes. So yeah, follow us on Rumble, toplobster.com. Follow me on Twitter, please. I'm at 24K. I would like to be at 25K. Um, yeah, that's it. And thank, Luke, thank you for having us. Yeah, I know dude, it was a last minute so thing. Brother. Clint probably was like, hey, these people are crazy, but take a chance. And no, he took I, a chance. And I knew I knew you guys would drive. Actually, Luke is far more in tune with the spiritual shit than I am. So I, when when he said we have an opening on Friday, I was like, Nephilim Death Squad, let's fucking, fucking go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, thank you, guys. Thank really you, appreciate guys. It. At Liberty Lockpod on X, Liberty Lockdown's the show. As I said, I just dropped a new episode yesterday on Rumble. If you're watching on Rumble right now, very easy. Search Liberty Lockdown. Hit subscribe. Watch it. Like it. Share it. Kiss your mom, hug your dad, you know. And Tower cool. Gang. And I love you have Tower Gang, please. So Yo, come say yeah. the N-word with us in the chat. Every every single episode of Tower Gang gets deleted 24 hours or a, at max a week after we release it because every single episode would be struck. So if you want to actually be a fan of the show, Rumble's yeah. where it's at. Yes. Merry Christmas. Steph WRC on Twitter. Steph, we are change on Instagram. Atlas, come up here. Good job. <laughs> Don't be a retard. Damn right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. Stay tuned for more here on rumble.com forward slash we are changed. The best political show.com. We fucking mean it. And we're definitely going to make it happen. I love you guys. Stay tuned for more.